Hi. You're good. You got your stuff. You know this guy. It's all fine. <laughs> We're all all right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was getting that today. From uh, from Reese? Yeah. Came home and she decided it was time to get up. Oh, Dad's home? Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is what uh, Pia tells me is like, it says nothing till I get home and then blah, 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 blah. <laughs> just, yeah, they just know who will react to their... Uh, yeah. Who's the child? wiles. They're wicked wiles. Partly that and partly. Just Reese and I really bonded when she first came to the house. And I wasn't like thinking about it that way. It's just, you know, she would hide in the downstairs bathroom. And so I would have showers in that bathroom and stuff like that. I would be down there and so I would just pet her there. Mm-hmm. And so she associates me that way, you know. So it's nice. What's the cat that likes water? Mancoon? Is that what it is? Like the big, the big cat? The main coon cat? Well, that's what Risa is, is a main coon. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a nice, there's a nice uh, Netflix show on now about uh, cat rescue. Okay. Uh, it's British, British show. So the first one has like a kitten that went into a chimney that's like, oh, get that kitten out of the chimney. Um, but <laughs> that's the, sad. one of the stories, no, it's fine, actually. It turns out good. Um, but one of the stories is about an autistic girl who, uh, you know, this man coon cat really helped out. Mean. Mean. Sorry about yeah, that. That's okay. Uh, mean coon cat really uh, helped out uh, just because, you know, of the way it reacts to her. And also, she was scared of water, but the cat okay. loves water. Oh, so wow. it was just like, oh, okay, I'll be in water with the cat. And that's fine. I've never introduced Reese to water because I've always assumed that cats. No, that's a breed of cat that loves water because they don't get wet because of uh, their, their fur. It's yeah. so dense. Yeah. Yeah. But they're they like an otter. Dense. They're like, they're and all very dog like as well. Like, Reese will actually run over to us when we come home. Like, she'll be somewhere else around the house, and then she'll hear the, hear the truck or car come, and she runs over for pets. Yeah. And she flops down in the driveway. Yeah, they're a famously gentle cat, uh, famously really great with people, and uh, water. They love water. Huh. So That's just good. heads up on that. <laughs> you I'll may t- end up sharing a bath, though. This is the only My problem. Next, uh, next time Lisa's in the bath, I'll throw Reese in and see it. Sure. So she can enjoy herself. <laughs> what could go wrong? What could go right? Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. And I'm Ian Boothby. Sorry, I have a bit of a cold. I think you can hear I'm a little bit uh, nosy. Okay. Not not my normal nosiness. This is a different sort of nosiness. All right. So I'm going to just use my own microphone then. Yes. We're not going to share mics today. That's one thing when you do. uh, No tongue kissing today. And that means you, Cohen. Yeah. uh, Cohen, of course, we've got Michael Cohen, the lawyer uh, for the Trump administration (laughs) uh, here. And uh, he's he's having a rough time. So we're letting him play some video games. I really get out of his system. when we when there's open mics, like especially for like a stand up show or something, yeah. and one person has a cold, everyone will have a cold that week then. Because oh, really? One, you're holding the microphone, yeah. but also you're getting uh, you get all of spittle, yeah. like nobody's business. Yeah. And you just want to say to the person with a cold, stay home, stay home. If you got to share a microphone with someone, stay home. You yeah. Know, especially for a free show or something like that, I understand. You want to get your time in, uh, stay home. Knock it off, because you know they'll also talk about how bad their cold is, and mm. then everyone will be ah. <laughs> It's part of their bit. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So you're just washing your hand like a madman trying to uh, trying to get off, but nope. Nope. You're Everyone's here. how is everyone doing out there tonight? So I'm really infectious. Yeah. You know what isn't? The laughter. <laughs> it's not when when everyone feels sick. So no dice on that. Um let's start off with plug because this is what the way the way uh, podcasts start now. 
Is that right? Sure. Let's let's plug things. Normally, people plug their Patreon accounts. We normally don't, but we could. We've got one. There. Now we have. Done. We've done it. So it's over. We've, We've done, done it. it. I'm glad to hear that. Um, right. Well, I do a podcast. It's called Sneaky Dragon. Okay. I hope uh, people out there would, might want to give it a listen. Still? Still? Still doing that one? Oh, that doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> How many it's years have you good. been doing that for? I I've lost count. Apparently. Me too. Literally, I have. <laughs> I, do have no, I have no idea. I I don't know. I know we like earlier this year we had our anniversary and we got it wrong. I think we celebrated it five times. <laughs> well, I got a I got a a message from Tumblr today congratulating us on seven years. It's like that we've been on Tumblr for seven years, and so we didn't go on Tumblr when we started. So okay. Well, so as I you remember, we when we first went on the air doing Sneaky Dragon, yep. the first thing I did was break a mirror. Which means our <laughs> reign of bad luck is now over. Thank goodness. Yeah, that's goodness. that's nice. Long over because I think there were, I think we're heading so four uh, four hundred shows. Uh huh. So I think that would be eight years, right? Yeah, we still haven't solved who the murderer is yet, but well, hopefully we will. Uh, we've been giving you clues every week, so there's that. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we don't the, know either. In the plug ski de- department, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we you, ju- you plug. You plug. no, it's okay. You plug away. No, and I'll tell you why I'm doing plugs like afterwards. Okay. Um. Uh. We got the uh, new issue of Extra Sisters coming out in about a week or two, and that's issue number five. The final they, issue. That this will uh, nope. not. The, I don't mean, don't mean the final issue. Yeah. But the final issue of this arc, this story. Uh. Arc. Well, the f- uh, the, the final, final issue of- until we find out how sales are, and then we'll do more. Uh, basically what, oh, what okay. happens now is like, we'll see how sales are for issue five and for the trade, which okay. is the collection, which is yep. coming in April. Nice. And then, uh, we'll go from there. But our goal is definitely to do more, uh, Giselle, uh, Legacy and myself. And the reviews have all been really good and everyone seems happy with it. It's just, uh, trying to get the numbers a little bit up. We're okay. right now on borderline. So. Oh, okay. We'll see what's what and we'll see what's what. Okay. But our goal is definitely to do more and we probably will regardless. So that's what it, <laughs> but if you can pick up one, uh, issue five is out, like I say, in a week or two, and uh, our friend Moritat does the variant cover, so it's very yeah. pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, nice. really, it's quite nice. And um, uh, Sparks is uh, still in stores. That is uh, the the book that uh, David uh, colored, Nina Matsumoto uh, drew, and I wrote, and it's for Scholastic's graphics line. And it will be coming out this month in French as well. So if you don't speak English, thank you for listening so far to this i'm sorry you don't understand it uh but uh if you want to uh read sparks in french it'll be called zap and it is out uh this uh this month uh in two languages it's actually out in a couple of languages already but it's out uh, it's it'll be out in english and french then later this year it'll also be out in hebrew and will be out in russian this seems weird that it's not out in spanish is that right oh may i don't know it's a, it's a very a widely spoken language in the world I this is think. true so yeah, say say good things about Spanish. Really sell me on it. Span- uh, es- Espanol es muy bueno. Exactly. Yes. No, I completely agree with you that es muy, es muy bueno as well. Hopefully, hopefully we will be out in, in that as well. That'd and want nice. want to throw one more plug out for your uh, for your new uh, podcast that's yes. taking the the community by storm. It's been taking Sneaky Dragon listeners by storm. We've been doing a Sneaky Dragon listening party. My daughter Mary and I uh, do the show regularly every two weeks. Uh, episode eight will be coming out on Wednesday. Now, let me just say, like when we say party, some people think it's like, oh, it's like a party, like a get together, gathering. Yes, that's enjoying. right. Wrong. It's, uh, <laughs> it's 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 in the same way of like a, a communist party. Okay. You know, you've got a Wait, ma- you've got a, a manifesto. 
you, what you did was you sent out all these mixtapes years ago, and those were your manifesto. Okay. And now people are like, I don't quite get what you're saying yeah. with this. Sure. And so this is you translating right. it. And then, of course, uh, your daughter Mary is there yeah. because yeah. Uh, dictators always have <laughs> their uh, yeah, yeah their children. Yeah. Like a Castro. Sure. You know, or and a then, Michael Jackson. Or a Michael Jackson, exactly, yeah. a dictator. Uh, and then you, they will uh, try to translate sure. for uh, the dictator yeah. as they uh, lay down the law. If I'm getting this show correct. I think you're getting it right. And the listeners didn't know this was the inevitable thing that was going to happen. It was the manifesto destiny. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, that was what was bound to happen. So, yes, we get together every week and uh, you're welcome to listen to the show. So, it's show. a weekly podcast. I'm so – well, me, Mary and I get together every week, but we only we only release these every two weeks. Okay. So, you miss one. That was confusing. You miss one of them. Okay, very good. One is just for us. One just goes in the vault print, <laughs> print style. <laughs> That's right. Okay. We recorded six one or seven. One for you, one rec- for me. We recorded six or seven of them and put them into, wow. the, into the vault. One, that one is, out, uh, rest into the vault. It is tough being your child. <laughs> I, mean, I like. I think come to a, come to a podcast with Papa. How, how long are they each? <laughs> About three hours. Three hours. And we're going to do seven of them at a time. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. That's All why right. she sounds so tired by the by the last. I only released the last episode, and she's right. really exhausted. And if one daughter can't fulfill her duties, then another daughter another takes <laughs> over. She's legally required. As, as if that daughter can't do it, then you have a cat that steps in. <laughs> if the cat can't do it. You have a couple of dogs. <laughs> then we work our way down to your chicken. Yes. I, actually, I think I choose a chicken first. Oh, is that right? Yeah, she's the most talkative. Okay. Of all, of all. Although Elle likes to whine quite a bit, but who wants to listen to whining? You get enough of that from me. So there you go. I'm trying to think of a pun of, with the word coop in it, but I can't coop? think of anything. Yeah. Nope, I got nothing. <laughs> Hen house. I'm trying to think like anything yeah. like that. Well, foul. what if you said play on foul? What, what? Well, what if you said like it's um, it's a great show. It's the Coop de Grasse. Would that would that work? Coop de Grasse yeah. is not yeah. bad. Now, what you really <laughs> should do, yeah, uh, it's like and listen. I don't know if you're going to get like another chicken at any point. Pernt? Uh, all of a sudden it became uh, Arch, Archie Bunker. Get to the pernt. Um, what I would say is uh, you get another chicken. Yeah. Name it, uh, name it Gras. Gras? Yeah. So Coupe de Gras. Yeah. That's the oh, Coupe like de Gras. I like that's it. The, uh, yeah, that's right. You can call the, you can call the uh, chicken Gracie for, for <laughs> you know, because you're friendly with it. But sure. you know it's Gras. Yeah. Say goodnight, Gracie. Right. There might be jokes about foie gras at some point. <laughs> Okay. You could actually, yeah, if you had a goose, uh-huh. why not get a little goose we and put the goose in there? You're not allowed to keep geese. Okay, but you know what? Who's going to know? Because <laughs> well, you're not allowed to keep Canada geese. I guess you're allowed to keep like whatever other kind of geese. Yeah, I respect that. But here's here's <laughs> Canada geese cannot be tamed. No, that's what I mean. It's like who would know? Because like the geese are all around anyway. Like, hey, is there a goose in your yard? Yeah, but what am I going to do? Oh, they don't like to be penned up, though. That's true. They really don't. No. We um. We actually had well, I think it was actually ducklings when I say this, but I I just the same for geese. I'm gonna I'm gonna extrapolate this for geese. Okay, but please do. One day we were over at the barn and I had to trim Harris's feet, our pony's feet. And so when we were when we were trimming them, there was these two dumb ducklings that came walking out of nowhere uh-huh. and right into the path of the, the dogs that are on this farm. And so of course one of the dogs went and attacked these little ducklings and started right. making a mess with them. And so we got them away from this dog, but then we couldn't like so then we took the ducklings and we put them far away, and so the dog couldn't get to them. Yeah, and then they came wandering back again. So there was just another big incident with this dog grabbing the duckling, and and so then we went along and we were looking in the creek for their mother, and we couldn't find the mother. 
And so then Lisa decided she didn't want to leave the chickens there because she was afraid, or the ducks there because she was afraid the dogs would just eat yeah. them. So we took them with us home and we put them in the chicken coop just so they'd have a place to be. And they did not like it at all. They were like wild with like rage trying to get out of this thing. It's like, we do not, where the chickens are just like, what, you know, coops, that's, that's mm-hmm. the thing. But uh, the chick, the ducks weren't used to it. They wanted we, freedom. Mm-hmm. And so then, freedom and uh, dog murder. That's <laughs> what they what they craved. So we took them to like a, a bird sanctuary kind of a place for them. Okay. To, but actually, the lady there said that you should just leave them alone. Which I've heard that before with with, with bird, like if you find a bird that's like a baby bird that's on the ground, yeah, and it's fallen out of its nest and you don't know where it belongs, you should just you're supposed to just leave it there. Because the mom's probably around. Yeah, they're I'm gonna, around. I'm gonna come check you but, out. But if the du- but if the ducks are dum dums that are gonna like yeah, walk that's what into I wonder, a, walk too. into a dog's mouth, yeah, like that's the factor. It's like there's <laughs> there's there's, there's a mur- there's a murder machine that's there. Yeah, yeah. That they're gonna clearly yeah. Like I understand most times don't. The dogs do are trying to eat it. The dogs are playing with these things, which like, it leads to the same leads kind to of the same death. Problem, yes. Yeah. That's right, because the dog doesn't know yeah. that this is a delicate little thing. Yeah. Oh, poor ducks. Hope uh, hope things worked out for the duck. Well, they're in a sanctuary. They're fine now. Yeah, it's all ducky. Because now they got uh, – that's very good. I was just going to go. They got diplomatic <laughs> immunity now because they got all the sanctuary there. So all their past crimes are forgiven. Sure. That's enough of your foul language. Uh, see, you, you, you found a use for all of these, and good for you. <laughs> I loaded this up a little earlier, and this all uh, this all worked out pretty good. <laughs> the nice thing about your uh, your spinoff podcast uh, is uh, you get a lot of nice responses. People uh, hmm. go down, yeah, it's almost song by song. Sometimes. I love that. I love. I really do love when they write song by song, and mm-hmm. I, you know, and it doesn't even it doesn't bother me that they don't like songs and stuff too. Actually, I like when they're like, "Oh, I hated that song," and I'm like, "Oh, really? I love that song so much. It's weird that you don't like it." Like, I don't think I'm wrong. I think they're wrong. Well, it's a very diverse group of songs. <laughs> it would be surprising if yeah. every week people went, I love them all. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because uh, then you'd find out they're actually mm-hmm. you, and it'd be a weird black mirror <laughs> type thing. And right. find out your only audience is you in parallel dimensions. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Just be in the mirror. I really liked all those songs. Yeah. I, it's true. Like, when I buy, or when I get compilations, say, if I get a, a music magazine and it has a CD or whatever, like, if I like four songs on it, mm-hmm. that to me is like a great CD. Like, I'm like, wow, that was one of the best CDs I ever got. I liked four songs on it out of the 12 yeah. or whatever. You know, because not everything is, not every song's for you, and that's fine. You yeah, know? they used to, I'm not really a big music guy, but there used to be like uh, DVD magazines uh, that would like have a bunch of short uh, films. Okay. And you'd get like about 10 short films, and you could mm. put them in and watch them. And yeah, if there was like two that you thought were good, it was like, well, that's gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but you'd, uh, you'd have to go through the, the other ones to kind of get to it. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, you wouldn't watch them all. I mean, you wouldn't watch them all the way through. You'd realize, you know, yeah. a good, yeah. you know, quarter of the way through, none of this for me. <laughs> I'm out. When uh, the Fines, our friends, the Fines, were Fine sh- Snowdens, yeah, the fi- Stone Fines. When we were showing our, when they're showing our, when they're showing their cartoon animal behavior, which is uh, nominated for, which is nominated for an Oscar, yeah, which is uh, the uh, equivalent of a Canadian Genie Award, the exact, pair, exact across, like equal sign, yeah, exactly, um, not a triangle, not a triangle sign, the. Or arrow, half, you know, the little, you know what I mean anyway. Sure. So the lesser than, greater than sign. Absolutely. Was what I was trying to say. No, we understand very that. Clumsy a greater and, than. A <laughs> very clumsy was a very grating joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And Foul so, language. <laughs> Coupe de grasse. Coming, coming back to haunt me. And uh, so we were, we went to see, they were in the Vancouver Film Festival. So we, we you know, went one afternoon with, with Eve because Eve hadn't seen it yet. Okay. And so we went down to, to watch it and the fines were there to talk. So it was kind of fun. Mm. And, uh, it was one of those things though where it was a, a bunch of short films. 
And so there was uh, some that were very, very, some were very good. Actually, most of them were very good. I think there's only one that I was just kind of like, eh, mm-hmm. kind of weird. Was it uh, animated as well? No, they were mostly, the uh, the Fines, Stone Fines was the only one that was animated. Oh, okay. The rest of them were were short films with, with actual human beings in them. But they're in, they're, they were quite good, like. Uh, and it's not the sort of thing I would normally watch. Like if someone said to me, "Hey, you want to watch go watch a bunch of, watch a bunch of short films?" The next thing would be my shape in the wall, mm-hmm. and I'd be gone. You sure. just would see like the sort of like my arms spread out and my legs askew, you know, and just that shape in the wall. And but there, in this, you know, so I had no choice but to watch them. And actually, you know, it's one of those things where when you're forced to watch something, you're kind of like, "Oh, that's actually pretty good. Maybe I should be more open-minded to short films rather than run away <laughs> through walls." What, what I would like to suggest to car companies, car companies, yes, is to sponsor short films mm-hmm. and then have uh, your name at the end of the short film because uh, I've been going to see quite a few movies lately and uh, I'm just I'm just sick of all the car ads. <laughs> like it is literally. Mm-hmm. I went to one like the other week and it was nine car ads and wow. honestly by the seventh one. I don't know who the hell, like, even if I was shopping for a car and going, yeah. I need to buy one tomorrow. Yeah. By the seventh one, well, I don't know what your car is. Yeah. It's all the same. It's all bullshit. But if you, <laughs> but if you ha- were at the end of a short film, mm-hmm. it was like, this is a great film. And then like, you know, uh, the name of it came, came up the car company and then maybe like the, you show the car too. Like there's the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There we go. Or even. Okay. Well, let me ask if you a you test need, question. Okay. Well, let me just ask you okay, this sure. first though. Or even, okay. Pull a, pull a Jerry Seinfeld and yeah. stick the car somehow into the, thing that you're doing just really sure, briefly yeah, yeah that's fine too but yeah. don't give me the you know it's about freedom <laughs> it's about finding your way changing it's direction about changing direction it's about bleh, who cares <laughs> it's about me getting to the movie i've finished my popcorn and i'm you're not through the ads yeah well let me ask you this then please let me test your your knowledge let's test your your how true this is that okay you, so you remember when pixar would have little short films before movies. Sure do. Tin Toy. And The Snowman. And, of course, uh, Jumpy the Lamp. The Little the Lamp. Flexo? Flexo the Lamp? Is his name Flexo? I don't know. You're not a million miles away. Oh, it's not Lupo. You're not a million miles away with the name of the lamp, but I don't think that's the name of the lamp. Okay. So, uh, those shorts were all sponsored by a car company. What car company was it? Well, of course, that car company that I like so much. Yeah. Toyota. No, it was not. What what were they called? It was a Suna. Sooner, really? Yeah, I don't remember that. You're right that it's effective because see, I I do remember that. I don't even know if that car is even sold here or ever was sold. Yeah, I do remember there was like some shorts that were done, and then Kia had their name at the end of it. I was like, okay, Kia, that's good. And then Kia also sponsored the King Comedy Awards. Went, oh, Kia's connected with this, and so there's a little something that was there that uh, in my head. But like, that's why they changed the comedy with a K for that one year (laughs) of Kia's connection. I also, when I said connection, I also spelled it with a K. Very nice. So that was three Ks. Excellent. That's always that's always a problem. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but just like do a little something different. And if nothing else, just don't do another thing of a car driving down the damn road with like freedom or, you know, with your family or now we're looking at the stars. First of all, it seems like everyone with a car has to fuck off out of town. Like <laughs> they got gambling debts and they got to like get, get into the woods and like, yeah. hun, we're living in the woods now with our, you know, that's it. And we're going to look at the stars yeah. and this is it. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, you're all in the start. Like, all of you. It would actually be interesting to have an ad where it's it's a car it's a car ad, and you see the one car ad, and they go out and they drive into the woods, and yeah. it's like, you know, whatever it is, you know, uh, you know Toyota. And then the next uh, X ads go by, and then, like, one later, uh, they also drive into the woods, and they run into the other car. 
Yeah. And I'd like see and he said, Hey, <laughs> what's going on? I was like, We're doing a car ad. We did a car ad out here. You don't own outdoors. Shut up. Shut up, you. Shut up. Then another car turns up. You guys doing a car ad? <laughs> yes. There's a lot of us out here. And that's when a bear attacks. And Ooh. they've all got to like run into the into their cars and it's, it's like, and then the bear's got to decide yeah. what car the the bear wants to eat the people in. Sure, and it's like, well, you know, well, this has nice lines, and this one is a hybrid. <laughs> you know, it's a you know, which well, one hybrid? Yeah, you know, what should I? What That's should the I, one it wants. It wants to eat the hybrid. It wants to eat the hybrid. Yeah, it's a real Goldilocks situation there. <laughs> That's in both worlds. <laughs> this one's just right. Yeah, it's like there's tons of ads for cars, and then there's also ones now for this. Uh, there's this local mall. that's just like a regular mall called Oak Ridge. There oh. used to be a mall that you would go to see movies at. And, uh, I think they had other things there, but okay. But that's basically, you know, you go see. Them. <laughs> that's basically what you went there for. Well, there wasn't. There's not a lot of. <laughs> there's not a lot of malls around here where there's the uh, movies in the mall. That's oh, that's an right. odd, that's an odd thing to it's, have. It was one of the last. It's gone. Ones. It's gone away. You're that's right. right. It's one of those things where like you can go to the food court. Yeah. And then go to the movies. Yeah. You know, you can't do that in most places. And then go ice skating. Right. You you can buy food at a regular price and not like be in a movie theater and go like I'd like a burger at this fast food burger place. How much is that? Twelve dollars for a fast food burger. That makes sense to me because I'm in crazy <laughs> land. Oh, Coca Cola. That's six dollars. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be six dollars for a Coca Cola? Absolutely. Yeah, that works. Sense. So give me the, give me that seven dollar fries. Um, exactly. Uh, so, but uh, so Oak Ridge is a small, but they're going through changes now. Oh, and so they're doing a. Uh, well, they you know they're about fifty years old now, so it's yeah. at that point in life. It does feel like midlife yeah. crisis mall for sure. But the way they're promoting it's got it, got a blonde. Condo on the side. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. No, that's too bad. Um, the way they're promoting it, though, is uh, it's it's going to be unbelievable. Like, unbe- like unbelievable. As in literally unbelievable. Okay. The way they describe it is uh, uh, people are going to be talking about this and what we're doing here for decades to come. <laughs> that's one of the things they I say. I wonder what that sign said. You'll shit your pants. For decades to come. <laughs> for decades to come. But like, what What do you mean for decades to come? Like, what mall are people talking about for decades to come? Mm. You know, I've been in a mall that was built by the guy that uh, made the Eiffel Tower. Okay. And it's fine. Yeah. And that guy made the Eiffel Tower. People aren't talking about it, it anymore. Like, what do you mean? It's, what's, Jack, what's it going to be? What Jack are you going to do? So, so, yeah, they got like rooftop gardens. They're going to be parks and yeah. all this. Like, no, people aren't going to be talking about it unless there's a, there's a horrible tragedy. In which case, yeah. they'll go like, hey, remember that mall and the well, horrible incident? Oh, we'll talk about that for decades to come. And like, they say ghosts still haunt. The, the Pier 1 that's, uh, that's there. It's a mall. But you Just think, be a good mall. It's funny you say that because I was talking to someone a little while ago about uh, a different mall here, Metrotown Mall, whose roof collapsed. The parking structure on the roof collapsed into, a, into the grocery store. Right. He didn't know anything about it. I was like, well, I guess, the, I guess things don't, don't last for decades. Yeah, even that. in the past. Now, is that portion of the mall, does that portion exist anymore? Or yep. is that gone? I well, I believe. I mean, they repaired it. I don't know if it's there now. Because what they places. did was they had a separate mall next to it, which they went like, "This is this is Metro Town, which is the what, what the, mall, the mall was." Yeah. But this was a mall that, like, this famously the SkyTrain went by. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Ooh, the SkyTrain goes by." Wow. Uh, and uh, and then it was like, uh, it's still not a hundred percent easy to get to from the SkyTrain. You got to do a walk. That's weird. Yeah. And uh, talk to some people you don't want to talk to. <laughs> uh, but then next to it, they had like, but wait, <laughs> you're, not, check, you're not required to talk to them. But check okay. this shit out. Uh, Metropolis. Yes, it's like Metropolis. Yeah, 
It's going to have a giant video game mm-hmm. uh, thing with all this stuff. It's going to have this. And it's the future. It has, and it's the future. Yeah. And uh, It has its own superhero. And then realized people were sick of the future. And uh, they went, fuck <laughs> that. And then it just became a regular mall. It was yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. Check out this food court. It's beyond belief. It's food. It'll just go. It won't go in your mouth. It'll go somewhere. We won't tell you where it goes. But it's the future. We'll just rub it into you. We'll massage a ham sandwich into you. Didn't they change the 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 wording of of the stop at some point where it was at one point it was like stopping at Metrotown, but then it became something something da 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 at Metrotown or you know what I mean? Like something like that. They yeah. changed they changed the station name in some weird way, and you're like, oh okay. Skytrain's a sellout. Yeah, it was like the same thing with uh, there used to be the stop at uh, at Science World. And then it stopped being called Science World. It was like the telesphere of knowledge jorium <laughs> or some bullshit. Someone bought something and they went like, eh, we're not changing the sign. Fuck it. I, I think it's know. called, I, but isn't the stop called Chinatown now? Is it called Chinatown now? All right. That's fine. It's sort of around Chinatown. So that makes some yeah. sense. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Come to Vancouver. Uh, ride our trains. <laughs> ride our They used to be better. They used to be better. Uh, used to be you'd get on one thing, you can get on everything. You'd get on the bus, you'd get on uh, the sea bus, you get on the SkyTrain. It's one ticket, same thing. Now you got to get a compass card. It's all and do a beep, boop, boop, <laughs> boop, or pay uh, every time for uh, the same thing. Through the nose. Absolutely pay through the nose. Ugh. And you can also eat through the nose. It's another futuristic way of eating. <laughs> that's the way uh, That's the way that goes. The future's upon us. So when you uh, saw your nine car ads last week, what movie were you seeing? Um, well, the most recent movie I saw was uh, Stan and Ollie. Oh. Which... Uh, what did you think of that? I thought it was uh, pretty good. Okay. Uh, the surprising part about it was how good the wives were in it. Or usually, because they set it up as, you know... Well, we're having a good time, but the wives will be here soon. So yeah. we can't tell them about the drinking. Okay. All okay. right, we won't tell them about the drinking. <laughs> so you expect when the wives show up, it's going to be a couple of nags. It's yeah. going to be, up. Oh, it's this this thing. Yeah. They were great full characters. Mm. Oh, my God. Uh, the one was uh, the actor who was moaning Myrtle in uh, the Harry Potter movies. Okay. It was good. And this other woman was like a Russian uh, woman who, who was just, it just, it just gave them all these great lines. They were just like so delightful. You're like, let's just make the movie about them and also their manager was just a great slimy character in a way that you're like oh this is this is this is also delightful uh and it was it was it was fine it was like in their latter years so you see what they're going through it's nice seeing them do their bits Uh you're rooting for them you know uh they don't necessarily hit all the hack bits that you know all the other biographical films hit but they have to hit some of them so there they go sure you know you got to have that one conflict scene oh yes but it, but again, these are two We're breaking up the act. Yeah, but these two love each other so much mm. that they don't do that shit. And, okay. the, and the nice thing is that a lot of it is them just talking. And even when they're mad with each other or a little bit annoyed with each other, they do a little jokey bit with each other because they're just like running bits by each other. And yeah. it's like, yeah, this is I buy this. <laughs> That's right. And they're and they and they're <laughs> they're enjoying each other's company. And it's just it's nice to it's nice to see. And they both do, uh, you know, really good impressions of the uh, of the characters too. So that's good. Mm. And as always, when you watch these movies, you go, "Oh, Hal Roach, come on, you jerk!" Really? <laughs> yeah, cut them some slack, you jerk. Huh. But he's just briefly in it. Does he work? Was it, he made them work? He worked them like they were slaves. A little bit, and yeah, they didn't get a cut of their oh, films. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, there's a little bit of talk about how, you know, Stan Laurel started off, you know, at the same time as uh, Charlie Chaplin worked with Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, he saw these other people kind of grow and, and, and own their own movies and get a cut well, of Chaplin their own was thing. so ahead of everyone in that. Mm-hmm. 
There's no one else that I mean Harold Lloyd too owned his films, but Buster Keaton never did. Buster Keaton, even though he were, it was Buster Keaton Studios, he was not the head of his own studios. He was just an employee of his of the studios that were called Buster Keaton Studios. The same way when Fatty Arbuckle owned this was the star before him, it was Fatty Arbuckle Studios. But in both cases, they were just salaried employees. Mm-hmm. You know, he just wasn't. It is not his fault. He you know grew up from the age of zero in 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 the entertainment business. His parents traveled with medicine shows up to a certain point, then started in vaudeville and put together an act of the three Keatons, and that's his life. So he just did not have an education. I think I think quite often too, whatever the new medium is that is uh, coming out, uh, no one knows how it works, and some people figure it out, and some people don't. And then by that's that it. point, uh, it changes, and then that's too late with that too. Or you just don't. You're an artist, and you don't want to bother with with that stuff like you don't want to bother with administration and having to worry about you know employees and paychecks sure, sure. And things. i mean there's generally so let someone else do you, you generally you know, i just I, want to be creative i 100 percent believe that but then even you look at something like okay so you're a milton Berle and you're a vaudeville guy yeah and then uh, television comes along and then you become the hottest thing that there is you're, sure. you're the, no one's hotter than milton Berle. he's yeah. mr television here yeah. you are and then television slightly changes and then what do you do what are you yeah uh, a guy who occasionally will show up in a movie maybe yeah. i'll Pop and you just like and and you're done. You're just like I don't get it. I, and now it's now it's moved on. Even if it's the same thing, like television still exists. Yeah, but it's a, but it's different. Sure. And uh, you know you either you either keep keep catching yeah. that wave or you or you don't. And well, same thing with the same thing sure. with the internet now and podcasts and what have you. And what, we're over. Ooh, we're done. You know what? The type of podcast that this this would be. The, the, you know, even is, some, yeah, is kind of done. Yeah. 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 I don't think like if Ricky Gervais came on and did the same kind of podcast he did when he was starting yeah. not very long ago, uh, it would be like, hey, that's the number one podcast for me. Uh, no, it's fine. It's yeah. just we've all moved on. But I bet he was in a pretty small pool at that time. So Yes. A small pool, but then also small audience. Yeah. You know, the, the, whatever the new thing is, you know, you can have a show on Twitch or whatever. You know, now it's like, uh, but that's unfortunately, that's so big that uh, that's not a good example. But whatever <laughs> is the new yeah. small thing. Sure. Yeah, you know, you've got a show in VR. I don't know what the heck you'd have, but whatever the whatever the next thing is, <laughs> yeah. some people will catch on to it, some people won't, and it just keeps moving on. Sure, yeah, someone like Groucho Marx is rare. I think it's someone that that spanned so many different medium or media and did it pretty much, you know, successfully in vaudeville, movies, radio, and then television, but also books. Mm-hmm. You know, he published books. As a and, and, but, but he really, uh, even though he did, he was still Groucho in all of these yeah, things. Yeah, he was definitely a very different. Uh, oh, for sure, he did change with the times. But that, that's also something that you have to do. I mean, right? I mean, he would be on on vaudeville or like the early Marx Brothers movies. By the way, full Marx. We did a podcast all the Marx Brothers <laughs> movies. Um, he'd be he'd be like this wild character. that would be doing these crazy dances mm-hmm. and you know walking in a bizarre way and all this physicality. And then, but when you see. Him in uh, You Bet Your Life, he is stone cold still. He could be a statue. Yeah. You know, he's just like the smallest gestures, bringing his cigar up at the right time and giving yeah. a look and taking a long pause. You said You, said you Bet Your Life? Is that Okay, sorry. Yeah, You yeah. Bet Your Life. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, so he'd, he'd hyper focus yeah. that, that kind of thing and let, let the other person talk. And then, you know, whereas, uh, in the, uh, in the films when he's with, uh, Dumont, Margaret mm-hmm. Dumont, you know, he's talking constantly, constantly sure. this, constantly that, constantly that, that, top this joke with this joke, and this joke, and this joke, and just, and just blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I was like, nope, just wait. <laughs> Boom. Sure. Yeah, he learned how uh, things worked as they went. And that that character was a character, was not him. He was playing a character called Groucho Marx. 
on stage or in the films. So right. The Groucho Marx that you know did You Bet Your Life was closer, probably closer, closer to him. Closer, yeah. But not necessarily him either. He's just doing a persona that works. He's for, doing a. He's doing a. If nothing else, he's he's himself, but he's using a delivery system that he knows works for getting those jokes out. Sure. And then occasionally reverts back to who he is himself. Yeah. Much like yeah. A, any talk show host now, mm-hmm. that's not what they are in real life. But uh, you know, maybe it's close to them. Yeah. But they've definitely got a persona, and this is how you do to get a joke out like this. Yeah. Well, that's how it works, for sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say that on this show that we have persona that we, we play. Right. You know. I'm a drunken Irishman. <laughs> you play a drunken Irishman. Who's so drunk, mm-hmm. I've forgotten how my accent works. Sure. So sure. it's gone. Huh. Faith and Begora. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I mean, part of, you know, when you are constructing humor or whatever as a you know when you're taught when you're doing a show like this you you're doing it in a way that's artificial like you're maybe setting up that you don't know something when you do you know so you're pretending ignorance in order to further the the joke you know like so you have to kind of play it against yourself you know Mm -hmm. so you might come across as say you come across as dumber than you actually are on a show just because that works the humor works better that way than if you play a, a you know a simple-minded oaf, for instance. I'm not saying that we do that, but you know what I mean. Then that works better for the humor. So you you just kind of develop a persona around that. That becomes your character. And although I think we're pretty honest in this show, I think at the same time there is there's a drive because we want to be funny. There's a drive for us to kind of play up elements of ourselves mm-hmm. to exaggerate things in order to get the joke. You know, the, which of course is the ultimate. Because we're jokers. That's the ultimate thing. Which isn't you know? a million miles away from how we talk in real life if we were having dinner, though, too. No, you're right. I, I do think, I do think it's slightly exaggerated. And I, cause I also think we change. Like when we do a live show, we change as well. Right. Like our show takes on a different, uh, feeling to it because we're not talking to each other. We're talking to creatures. I feel people. then it's, yeah, then it's a form of, uh, straight out entertainment. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like there's people who are here who have come out to this and I yeah. feel like I owe them but you know, something. It, so it's not it's, that. Yeah. Whereas, where, and you've been to, without men- mentioning what they are, we've been to live podcasts. We've seen ones that have worked and we've seen ones that have not worked. Yeah. yeah. And the ones that haven't worked to me are the ones that are just like, well, I'm just going to kick back and just let this all happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not working. And then they, they get it and they start panicking a little bit and then the flop sweats happen in the dry mouth. And, and then it's, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to plan bits or anything, no. but like goose it up a bit, brother, because you guess. know you're in a. I guess. Although, to be honest, I think that if if we did a show and we just did like a normal show for an audience, people who who knew us, they would enjoy the show if it was just us gabbing on stage. Yeah, yeah, I know, would agree. They could just watch us rather than you know. But the pressure is on when you have a group of people, like for people of our, you know, our way of thinking. If if we're not hearing laughter. In that situation, we're, we feel panic. So our urge is to get laughs because that makes us feel like we're, oh, we're, now it's working. Oh, phew. <laughs> Let no, me pull my collar a little bit. No, it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, I was talking with um, my wife uh, the other day. About, you were talking with your wife? Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think that's the right thing to do. Um, about, <laughs> Humor uh, her? About Ellen Page. Uh, she recently uh, appeared on The Colbert show uh late okay. late show with uh Stephen Colbert and yes. uh she was talking about eventually it got to talking about Mike Pence and the danger of Mike Pence and what have you, you know it's it's a clip that's gone viral and it's done okay quite I have not well. seen this but it's okay. it's it's good um but the thing that happened on the show was she was she was talking and she was uh you know going on about you know how she was feeling about certain things and and then 
uh, Colbert stopped talking. Yeah. And I just like sat back and was just like listening. Mm. And it was just such a rare thing to see on a talk show where normally the inclination is to interrupt to move the conversation along. Sure, sure. Just, just to interrupt to say something. Yeah. For it to, to, or to, yeah, to go, uh huh, or uh, whatever. Something. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, or, you know, and at one point she, she said something along the lines of, you know, but I'm rambling here. And he was like, no, go on. <laughs> and, uh, and then, she, she got to the next level, which yeah. is, I think it's something, you know, not to psychoanalyze what we do here. But if you listen to like our, the latter half of our, our, our show, it's, it sometimes goes to whatever the next level is. And then that's when you go, and that's when I said to my father <laughs> or whatever, you know, it goes from the normal <laughs> jokes about a chicken coop to that kind of thing. You let a person talk long enough and they can do it. Sure. But sure. it was, it was really nice. And it was, it was nice just to see like a talk mm. show host who had the confidence to just like lean back and just go, no, just let this person talk. And he wow. did a similar thing with Lady Gaga. A couple of months ago where like she was saying some things and traditionally another host would keep the pace. Yeah, it's like, yeah. nope, just let the person talk. Wow. You can edit this later should it come sure. down to it. Yeah. And so it, it took it to a, a, a more true level and it was like this real sincere thing about how, you know, basically the people running the government right now want to want her not to be married. You know, she's with her wife and they're... Are we talking about Ellen Page? Yeah, Ellen Page, yeah. Okay. She's with her Sorry, wife. Sorry, because you said Lady Gaga, so I wasn't sure. Right, no, back so. to Ellen Page. But, okay. like, to know that the people running the government actively yeah. would rather you not be wed. Yeah. Would rather you not be happy in the relationship you're in. Sure. Like, what's that like to live in oh, a yeah. country with yeah. that? That yeah. would just be oh, uh, just just mm-hmm. so uh, just so hard. Yeah. And so, yeah, she expressed it very, very well. And, again, it was just like... Just shut up and let a person talk. And it was nice seeing someone who had the nerve to like let the silences go. Mm-hmm. And I think, sorry, going back a little bit to, I think that's what Groucho was able to do for, to comedy purposes was he would let the other person talk and say things and yeah. not constantly jump in so that when he did say something, it yeah. was devastating. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a real skill to have as an interviewer that I don't normally interview people. So it's, you know, you're right because you're, you're, I guess your instincts as an interviewer is the idea that you need to verbally encourage the the person talking so when the person's talking you need to kind of go uh-huh or yeah or whatever right which actually kind of stops things because it that's feels right. like it feels like they're saying uh-huh. okay that's enough talking yeah r- r- uh-huh. really yeah uh-huh. it yeah. feels like you're really, yes yeah. that's i get your bit solid <laughs> but but i think there's also always a moment where like the person or often a moment where someone goes but i've talked too much i've said too much but no one wants to hear that but the, now i'm rambling ah. and you've got to like get past that and just go like yeah no go on and that's the word yeah that's yeah yeah no of course we want to hear what you have yeah, yeah. Like, keep course, going that's what you're it's here for right. yeah, yeah. Talk, talk to us tell yeah. us what you no and that's and i think that that's curious because you would think that that would be part of the the structure of talk shows is that it's not live so why do we have a live mentality to this? If you're right, if Alan Page is rambling, or if it does kind of grind to a halt, or she gives military secrets, <laughs> she gives military secrets, cut them out. We can we can edit it later because this show is not being put out as it's happening. So we can have a little bit of of looseness of, of allowing the guest and the audience to have to have that interaction. I don't mean talking to each other. I just mean them expressing themselves and the audience taking it in. You know, and it and it's going to feel differently. Like what would what it would feel like on television would be so much different feeling for a studio audience too, because studio it's just sort of that difference of be of the the live feeling of being at a play and then that kind of the kind of remote feeling of watching something that's recorded and you're you're kind of rewatching it mm-hmm. and it's already gone through levels of of control before you get to see it. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're watching something live, 
when you're watching Ellen Page talking live, you are getting her exact emotions in that moment. And that's very affecting for the audience. And that's really interesting. I think I would I have to search it out, I guess. No, it is it is a good clip. But yeah, just the idea that like I guess she was promoting the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, but, and that was the funny thing, like at the very end of this really touching thing. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> he, he did his his Groucho punchline at the end was and once again, the Umbrella Academy is on Netflix. <laughs> and like she laughed because, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Whereas if you're like the Umbrella Academy's publicist, you're like, oh, just keep talking about the Umbrella Factory. But no. What you ended up with was a clip that now everyone's watching. Yeah. And now everyone did hear about the Umbrella Factory at the end. Academy. Yeah. Umbrella, sorry. Umbrella <laughs> Academy at the end. So once again, let me just say this to car manufacturers. Yeah. Make something interesting. Put your thing at the end. Yeah. People are going to watch it. Sure. They're going to see it more. Then they're going to go just instead of just going and blanking they're, out. They're going to remember you, Asuna. Unless you're Ian. <laughs> he didn't remember you. This is a so, – so so this just brings me briefly to something that I just wanted to bring up. Okay. Uh, which is my uh, – the, the shitty – Goiter. The shitty part of the week. Oh. Uh, which was uh, – Here's here's what's here's what's going on that kind of connects a little bit to the Ellen Page thing, a little bit, but not, you know, definitely not as bad. Um, but uh, we uh, we were late on uh, two tax payments and uh, got an account frozen uh, because of it. Okay. Okay. So we've got uh, my wife and I have you know we've got our own accounts, but we also have a business account. Sure. We have a business. Yeah. So uh, my wife's personal account got frozen, and this has happened in the past. And so what we do is we contact them and go like, "Sorry about that. We're going to make a payment plan. We're going to get this done." Yeah. Da, 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 da. Okay. So this is traditionally what occurs. Sure. Now, do you you of course remember when uh, many years ago we did a comic story about it? Uh, we crossed a border. And there was a border guard, and the border guard signaled, singled us out. Sure. And called us aside yeah. and gave us the business. I'll and say. gave us all the threats in the world. Yeah. And like, we're going to do this, that, and the other to you. Yeah. Uh, other uh, border guards there were like, oh, no, this is okay because of this. And, and she would just jump in and go, no, 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 no. Da, 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 da. We're not letting them through. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And so we ended up, ha- like, it was just a nightmare. You oh, yeah. had to go to the bathroom. They wouldn't let you go to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> All this stuff. Anyway, yeah. we've talked about this in the past, but it was just like, ugh. And 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 so we ended up having to go back into town. We're going to miss our flight. Yeah. All this all this shit. Okay. So uh, then we went back, and the person at the thing went, "Oh, that was just a five dollar, uh, you know, duty. We could just have done that. It was nothing." It's like what? And so you found out like <laughs> this wasn't a real. This wasn't. Yeah. This was a thing that could have gone either way. It could yeah, either yeah. be, uh, "I'm going to tear you a new ass and make yeah. you feel the worst," or it could just be five dollars. I'm going to let you go. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this person could have done it either way. Yes. But they decided to do it this way. We 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 got them on a bad day. Okay. So we got, that's who we got for taxes. We got that person, oh. basically. So they're a person who's like, uh, they, they found out where we were living. They looked, because there's a, there's a video online of the house okay. that was for sale. Yeah. When it was for sale. And it makes it look nice. Uh. And so they looked at it and were like, well, you so say you, you can't pay your taxes, but you're living here. Well, why are you paying this much for uh, rent? And why are you doing this? And how, you know, duh. and, 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 you know, just, just gave my wife the third degree, like yeah. ran, ran her up and down. And I was like, okay, well, listen, can we set something up to pay it back? No, you got to pay it all back. And we got to pay it all back right away. I'm like, well, well, how are we going to do that? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, it's like, well, you got to take out a loan. And it's like, well, no, we can't, they're not going to, we can't. Yeah, yeah. That. Okay. Well, then you got to get the bank to give you a note saying that they won't. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but God. then they also were were saying like, okay, and now we're gonna like we're also gonna freeze your other accounts. 
because they're doing that as a threat. Now we're going to come after those ones too. We're going to freeze them all. So you're going to freeze everything that we've got is what you're saying. Yeah. You're going to like lock down everything till every, every penny is paid back. So what are we, what are we supposed to do? Yeah. What are we supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we've got, we've got accountants that are trying to uh, deal with this right now and blah, 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 blah. Like, here's the thing. It's like the amount that it is is substantial, but we're going to be able to pay it off by the summer because there's some things that have happened, including um, my wife's uh, television show, Why, has yeah. been greenlit. Yeah. So it's been a very nice week for that. Sure. But this happened after this. Okay. So we're in the, we're in a, it's just, uh, but why I'm. Well, it's let me just say, it's a usual thing for you, which is where you have money coming to you. Yeah. But. It takes a while for it to yeah, come to Yeah, the reason for the lateness was because payments from uh, – my wife works for DC Comics. Yeah. And their, their payment schedule was like uh, like a, a month and a half late. Okay. You know, I'm working for different uh, people as well. And it, it's, it doesn't matter whether it's the biggest or the smallest. Everyone is just fucking late to yeah. the point where it's like a month and a half to two months late to whatever. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do to goose it along. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's what happened and that's what happened. So – they don't obviously get this and or care. Yeah, they yeah. just want everything at once right now. So we've got to like figure out something and it's – but how I'm comparing it to the Ellen Page thing is because the – like I would understand one of the things they said to her was we're not a bank. And I'm like, okay. But you're kind of acting like a bank because what, <laughs> what you're acting like is you're doing all these threats. You're yeah. like really being intimidating and threatening and personal and, and, and just – malicious to the point of cruelty where it's not necessary like your your goal is to get this money to pay which we have always paid our taxes we've always like covered it yeah and if you wait until the summer everything's going to be paid it's kind of it's going to go so it's not it's not a big deal well it's not a big deal to us obviously and and, you know i don't think it's a big deal to them either this is just this is just something that they're that they're doing yeah but it feels they're 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 treating us with malice and contempt yeah and i'm going and you're our government like this isn't a bank. If it was a bank, I'd be going like, "Well, this is uh, this is a private organization. Yeah, it's and corporation. It's corporation. And, yeah. They're being jerks. They work yeah. for store, you know, for shareholders, and they're trying to get the shareholders' money. And it still would be wrong, but yeah. it would be okay. I get what you're doing. Yeah. But like that, it's the government that's like coming at you yeah. with this and going, "You're living wrong, and shame on you. And what are you doing? And well, you're bad people. And it's just like, what? Yeah. You know? Okay. Look, let's just let's just work this out. No, no." You don't get to work. It's like, well, what's, where's this? You know, it's just weird when you're, you know, in your late 40s and early 50s and someone's treating you like a child. Yeah. yeah. Like a scolding parent that's just coming down at you hard when you're like, just give me a, give me a second and we're going to do this. Yeah, it's terrible. And it's not like, yeah, it's not like we've ever not paid the the amount, you know, uh, it's just like, yeah, we were running a bit late and they decided this time. And here's the thing, because we've dealt with this in the past you know, uh, you know, years ago or previous, uh, we've seen how it can go and they could just as easily go like, Oh yeah. All right. We'll set up a payment program and how about this much and this and this and this, and we'll get that done. Great. They could have, but instead we got the person at the border who's going, mm, mm. and my wife had one of those border things once too, where they like took her into this room called the crying room and, uh, tried to convince her her parents weren't married. Ugh, it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, you can sometimes get just that one person that just decides I'm going to take this, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to use the maximum. Yeah. You know, and they can, they've got the, they've got the right to, 
but just like what's the what's the point yeah what so what are you gaining from this right so it's just it's just cast this thing this week where it's just been like ah like uh, in two ways one because it's like it's just make things hard yeah you know it's made it's made things difficult and you know we've been told by our accountant that this person is actively now looking for ways to to you know come at us and shut different things down like our business down and all this other stuff so we're, we're aware of that but also that someone was that mean to my wife yeah. drives me nuts. Like uh. that someone was like a bully, like was was cruel. Yeah, yeah. Um, that just drives me nuts. And then again, that it's our, our government. You know, it's just like no, this is just this is just wrong. And uh, and yeah, it's just been it's just made the week so goddamn hard. Yeah, you know, because you're because you don't know like any day that someone's gonna like try to do something to make things worse for you and then you've got to like okay now i've got to pivot over here and figure out how to do this over here i got to pivot over here and figure out how to do this over here and once again you know we've got stuff that's coming in you know she's got royalties from her book i've got royalties from the stuff that i'm doing um you know again we we know we're going to get a certain amount from this tv show which isn't you know to the moon but it's enough to cover things Mm -hmm. but you know we've got to this person doesn't care that it's coming. They just want it all now. So we've got to basically, uh, it's three months of making sure that, you know, they don't actively come at us and try to shut everything that we've got down. Yeah. And it's just like a really ugly, ugly situation. It feels like a disease that you don't know each day how far it's going to spread, but it's a disease that's controlled by a person. Yeah. You know, and you don't know the mindset or how to deal with them because they're just like actively malicious towards you so anyway that's uh that's how this has been yeah so ugh. yeah yeah fuck it, it really has cast like a dark it made it's just made everything very heavy yeah, yeah 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 that's a lot of weight to carry around yeah well i'm sorry to hear that thanks yeah there's things that we want to take care of and again we got uh we got evicted uh from our uh our other house yeah renovicted because it was uh, unlivable, yeah. and you know yeah. it couldn't be insured. And we we'd been living in that for like three years, uh, and and it was like so expensive to move, but we didn't have any choice. And you think like there'd be things like that that they'd go, oh, I get that, and it's like no, you just moved into some place too nice because like we've we've moved into the first place that we've been in that isn't uh, shitty, like that we don't have to make those kind of compromises that you're like. Well, the balcony is on a pole that could collapse at any time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, the laundry room has a rat in it that uh, they don't want to do anything about. And, you know, maybe there's asbestos. Who knows? You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. And we also had that with the, with the Hell Kitty offices as well. We found out recently, you know, that money that was supposed to be going towards things wasn't going towards things. Safety things weren't being done. Mm. You know, the reason that we have all the shows where we're like, we're like freezing was because things weren't being repaired because money was going into pockets that it shouldn't have. And, okay. uh, you know, a lot of security stuff wasn't, wasn't going on. So like, you know, we're, we feel like safe here now. We yeah. feel like we've got a place that we're safe and the landlords actually are, are kind and, and care and, uh, and, and being told you know, by our government, you don't deserve that. What the fuck are you doing living like that? Shame on you for fucking being safe and having a place that's nice. You don't fucking get that, says the government. Yeah. That, at my core, drives me nuts. I think, like, Pia is probably about 10 years away from getting the Order of Canada. 
you know? Mm. I mean, that would not be fucking surprising to me. And yet, you know, you have this person who just feels, no, you shouldn't have this. You shouldn't be safe. You shouldn't have these kind of things. And I'm not going to, I'm, I'm just going to come at you, come at you hard. Yeah. It just, it, it, it took a week where, you know, we got this really nice news and it just kicked the legs out from mm, us. Mm. Yeah. So, and I, I know we've got people in our corner and we've got, you know, we've got agents and we've got, um, we've got our accountants and we've got all these great people who know what they're doing Yeah, and we've got friends and you know, we're not going to, we're not going to fall all the way, but it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a blech right now. <laughs> so yeah, just want to, that's, that's where, that's where this is with that. The good, the good side of things is, as I casually mentioned there, uh, the why television show after, about 15 years of being like a TV show, a movie, a TV show, or whatever, yeah. is going to uh, be coming to FX, which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah, I read that. The, the, the producers, the actors are amazing. Uh, we went to see a, you know, a film in New York, and it was, it was gorgeous. It's, I think it's going to be really something really, really special. So, yeah, looking forward, looking forward to that. And that starts shooting in uh, summertime. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I saw, I saw a still from the... F- of the, from the, the pilot, I guess. Yeah. It looked really great. So, like, it just looked really, actually, it almost looked like, I thought it was a drawing from the comic, actually. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. When Pia showed it to me, I thought, oh, that's nice. And she went, like, no, but it looks really good. Yeah. And I thought it was her drawing. And yeah, she was yeah. telling me that it looks really nice. Like, yeah, I know, it's your drawing. It's weird that she's saying all this about her own drawing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. when we saw the first place that they were shooting, and I can't really get into it too much, mm. it was, it was beautiful. It just felt completely right. And I was like, God, this is wow. Yeah. If, it, if it looks half this good on screen, <laughs> then we're, uh, we're cooking. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah. And I guess, um, that show Legion is being, it has one more season left and then it's, which was, done. which was always the idea. Yeah. It was going to be three seasons. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of is good for why in the sense that it will become the sort of the, the, the flagship comic book series on the, on this, this yeah, uh, FX does a lot of good stuff. They do. The Fargo was very good. Yeah, the Americans. I like Archer as well. I probably could look up more things. <laughs> Atlanta, Atlanta, the, the mm, Glover. That's right. Glover show. That's right. Yeah, they don't produce a lot, but but what they produce Deuce is really is, good. Is really really good. Yeah, I mean you can, and if you miss the first one, you can see it five more times in an evening. Yes, that's the way. The way and it's, the yeah, it's the producer of um, of the Hunger Games and Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, and yeah. She's she's fantastic no it seems to have some really great people behind it so i was i was reading the article that you um not you i think it was the facebook uh there's a facebook uh fan page for for why okay and they had put the uh they had released the information so i was reading that and it was it was uh yeah and where where things actually do get better uh for for us sorry i'm I'm telling i'm telling how things work but this is how things work is (laughs) Uh, when there is a television show of the comic, that's yeah. when the sales of the comic really go up for trades. Okay. So that's, that's where things are good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the yeah, nice thing is, and the nice thing, the nice thing about it is it's one of those was things where like, if you like the show and you read the comic and you haven't read the comic, you're going to like the comic because the comic's one of the best comics 
It's very good. Yeah. You know, I love it. You know, I love it. Yeah, I haven't completely read it. I know you haven't. I know that's, that's, fine, that's something I always like mentioning. There's an emotional element to it that's that's right. kind of a hurdle. I was there when it was being yeah, uh, created, yeah. so I've got to like I've got to approach it. What I probably end up <laughs> will end up doing is uh, is reading it before uh, before the uh, before the show goes on the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you only have to read the first couple of books. And, yeah, and then yeah. you can read yeah. them. Yeah, and then we'll do a podcast about the TV show, and we'll make it really strange that oh, I'm like, yeah, why is he good. talking about his wife's TV be, show? This seems seems a wrong thing to do. Why the last podcast? Why the last podcast? Almost there. <laughs> We're so close. Because it's just called Why, though. It so, is just called Why. Yeah, right. That would have to be about the actual uh, the comic itself. Yeah. yeah. Why are we doing this podcast? Ooh, why are we doing this podcast? <laughs> well, this is this is the nice thing too about the about the show is it. By gosh, it's going to it's going to confuse people by the by the name. And mm. it's going to be, What's on tonight? Why? Well, because I want to watch TV. <laughs> so what's on? Why? Oh, boy. well, not every show gives you the opportunity to have an Abbott and Costello routine. No, and watch a show. By the way, that is something that's in the uh, St- uh, Stan and Ollie movie is where they're trying to get a movie made and they're doing their best, and then they see a giant poster. One of them sees a giant poster for like Abbott and Costello go to Mars. Okay, they're like oh, that was. They kind of replaced them. Mm, they were the they, they the were end. the skinny and the fat guy that yeah. did the thing. And I was like, was there really an Abbott and Costello goes to Mars movie? Like, I guess there was. There must have been. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm not a. You know, I was interested in them as a kid, and I remember reading about them, mm-hmm. and I and then I kind of learned that you know, Luke Costello was a, a jerk. That's kind of the the reports about them. I don't know how true it is, really. That Luke Costello was a jerk and they didn't get along and blah, blah, blah. And so that kind of soured me on them a little bit. Whenever I see the bio movies, they always make him a huge jerk. Yeah. That soured me on bio movies. Is that how that works? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. I can now, see could that. you imagine? But though, then you were at a bio movie watching Stan and Ollie, so. Right. And they got they got it kind of right. Um, the could, Do you think they could make a, a thing uh, nowadays like they used to do with uh, Abbott Costello where they would have Abbott Costello meet the um, meet Frankenstein and they'd yep. actually have uh, Boris Karloff, you yes. know, playing, playing who yeah. played it in the movie. Sure. Like, could they do that with like a comedy team or people now and like say, you know, it's a Freddy Krueger or whoever would be the equivalent of Yeah, I think of Robert like, Englund would be up for that. Yeah, he probably would be. But like, it just <laughs> like seemed, I think he has done appear- it just, appearances. It like just that. seems like such an interesting... Uh, yeah, he was just on whatever that show was about the 80s with Patton Oswalt narrating. Um, Goldbergs. Um, mm. But like to do a horror comedy movie with whoever the equivalent is of the big horror, uh, you know, the yeah. thing of the day yeah. with a jigsaw or with, you know, whoever it would be. <laughs> well, well, once again, the thing, I think one of the things about movies nowadays is most of the characters are, they're not real. They're not really real people so you can have anyone be the character from sinister or insidious that's true or... i guess i'm trying to think like could you t- could you do a comedy that it, steps into an actual movie like the equivalent of like say uh you know it's a will ferrell and uh, you know john c Riley, yeah those guys because sure. it's one of the few comedy teams around yeah and it's like you know uh you know those two meet the matrix you know, and now and now you've mm. got Keanu Reeves and you got okay. them, and they're all doing. <laughs> that sounds more expensive. Now. They're doing their Matrix thing yeah. or whatever they're yeah. doing. You know, and, but 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 we're merging those. How two about worlds. not have Keanu Reeves in it? But you could probably get uh, the guy who played Agent sure. Smith. You could get um, I can't remember the actress's name, but mm-hmm. Trinity's the actress who played Trinity. I'm sure those people are available, right, for reasonable. You know, Hugo Weaving's and yeah, everything. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something that would be 
because the thing about Frankenstein was, you know, by that point they'd had Bride of Frankenstein and all the other, you know, they, yeah. they'd gone down. So sure. it's not like gone prime real estate, yeah. but it's recognizable real estate. Well, so it was universal trying to cash in. I mean, and that's sure. what it was. They were cashing in on things that they own, their own properties. Makes sense. The same way they tried to start a dark universe with Tom Cruise and the mummy. Absolutely. So you look at something like Fox and go like, what yeah. does Fox own? Okay. So we're going to have, mm, and you know, we're going to put... The, Okay, you all right? Yeah. Okay, good. That was just that was just my wife Pia who we were talking about earlier. She's falling down the stairs, so I just had to acknowledge that. But she's okay. Yeah, and like, uh, what would be like a like a franchise that like has had like its day in the sun? Yeah, that's why I'm looking at like a Matrix. Okay, just like nowadays, it would probably not cost you a million dollars. Well, it cost you a million dollars. Yeah, it cost you a million dollars, but it wouldn't cost you the moon <laughs> to get into that. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you wanted to get an Avatar, sure. Now, now that's big bucks, but. So you wouldn't count like a scary movie franchise well, as part of that. Well, that's a parody. Yeah. Like I th- that's the one great thing. It's not like uh, it's not Abbott and Costello meet Mankenstein. Yeah. It's Abbott and Costello <laughs> yeah. are actually meeting Frankenstein. Yeah. That's the that's yeah. the that's the gimme sure. there is like it's yeah. the real actor that played the real Frankenstein. No one tells you that it's a job interview that Frankenstein's he just works for a company now and he does job interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How happy are you with monster <laughs> service? Oh, where, uh, where do you see yourself in 5 years? <laughs> Uh, still, still undead. Yeah, Dracula. If you could be any animal, what would you be? A bat. <laughs> Maybe a wolf. How do I see myself in five years? The same. I'm immortal. These questions are terrible. I can't see myself. I can't look in the mirror. Yeah. Well, where do you see yourself five years? Not can't see myself at all. That's one of my favorite jokes, by the way, of uh, of uh, a vampire joke is the uh, the count from. Um, Sesame Street. Okay. And he looks into uh, a mirror and uh, he says something and then he goes, no reflection on you, of course. And then... (laughs) That is a good joke. That's a pretty good joke. That's a pretty good joke. Pretty good indeed. (laughs) So uh, the modern day equivalent, now does it have to be, you want this anything? Like something that's been popular enough that it was like a cultural touchstone yeah. almost. Here's the thing, but unfortunately it's a comedy. Yeah. Something something along the lines, if you can think of something that's along the lines of, oh, I know what it would be. Okay. It would be uh, something like, uh, 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 well, it's, it's hard. He's having a rough week. But uh, like a Liam Neeson and Taken. Okay. Something like that. Like the Taken trilogy. The Taken trilogy. Yeah. So it's, <clears throat> you know, you got Will Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, and the guy from Taken. Yeah, they got Taken. Yeah. And so now the Liam Neeson uh, has to rescue <laughs> that would them, actually and then be it pretty all good. mixes up. That'd be pretty good, actually. And then you got to do it up. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. just take something so you, like that. You just like, want a small part. Okay. A franchise that's just gone off now. Mm. We're done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we ha- were directed by that Anton Megaton or whatever his name was, who's a terrible director and can't mm. direct action. And everything, person climbing over the fence has to be done in nine cuts. But here's the thing. Yeah, I think that would really work because you would have, you would have, uh, them interacting with their captors and then him trying to get to them. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally gets to them and is trying to rescue them, them like screwing up the rescue. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty good, actually. I like that idea. Let's pitch, pitch it to John C. Riley. Okay. Who, whoever, the, uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, Liam Neeson might be an easy get soon, too. So let's uh, get that man. <laughs> nice. Poor guy. Yeah. This feels like someone who's kind of old and doesn't really know that, you know, doesn't understand language anymore. <laughs> just like, I'm just telling a story. Yeah, that's okay. You could have used different language. And yeah. You could have got the point across this to say. I, I, can see, I can see both ways on it of one like, well, don't use this to sell your movie. Now's not the time for that. Was that what he's trying to do, sell a movie? Yeah, he's sell, selling his, uh, his uh, new movie, which is like a cold, cold something. 
uh, cold shot, Arctic cold, cold snow, career, snowballing, cold. the snowballing three. The, okay, so, I don't know whatever. <laughs> snow dogs, cold front, snow dogs four. Yeah, snow dogs four. That's where he fights him with bottles on his ice to see you. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But yeah, he was uh, he was he. It was like it's not that he told that story because yeah. there is a place that you could probably tell that story and go like. This was uh, when I recognized, you know, that I had this deep racism in me and I, you know, and then I got it. Because it does end with him going, and then I got help. Yeah. Because I realized I don't want to be this. Yeah. And then, you know, I, it changed and grown. And it's like, yes, that's good. It's okay to actually say I used that's, to That's the, used kind to of be... the problem with the reaction to this story is that there is, he's telling you a, it's a continuity. Like he's yeah. telling you something in context of where he was at a particular but time. where he told the story was a press junket. Mm. As in like. So, you guys have any funny stories from working on set? Well, there was this one time I wanted to kill a black man because he raped a lady I knew. Ooh. Here's some birthdays coming up. I didn't know the context. I honestly. Can we play the sad I've been but a distant a distant observer of this. That's what it was. That does seem kind of odd. In context, not the best time or place to tell that story. In an extended interview in a magazine, perhaps. In a Barbara Walters interview. Yeah, you know, something like that where you you're letting your letting your insides out. You know, here's what it feels like happened to me because a press junket interview is something that takes place all day, and yeah. you've run out of things to say. Maybe that's what happened. To you it is. It's like you. I'm, I, I am. I am 85 percent sure that's what that's what went down. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is near the end of the day. Yeah. He's told the same stories over and sure. over again. And maybe like, there so was some liquid refreshment you? running around. Could and be. Just, you know, by the end of the day, you'd... yeah. Too much, too much courage. Yeah, and also the other thing that you know sometimes people have to remember is like you know, very. And it's not excusing it, but it's you know, and 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 a reason is not an excuse, but just like you know, he wasn't like Belfast, and it was a bad time, and there was a lot of violence, <laughs> yeah. and the idea of someone going out to to try and uh, kill somebody else, as horrible as that is, and it is, yeah, this is kind of there was a bit of that going on. That's <laughs> what was going on. Now you add a little a racism weird, to it, it and that's no time, good either, right? You know, you're not supposed to kill people over race. You're supposed to kill them because of their religion. Everyone knows. Get that. it right. <laughs> this is this is God's will. We will not stand right. for this. That's yeah. right. Yeah, there you go. So we'll we'll see how we'll see how that lands, but I think I think America loves Liam Neeson, and they're going to be okay. He, all he has to do is do a really good Taken Four, because Taken Three was no good, no good at all. And Taken Two is somewhat forgettable. That's where he, yeah, that's, that's where right, his daughter yeah. Uh, helped out. Yeah, I mean the first one's fun, but and and there's the rest the, of them. the the one he did on the train, pretty good. That the that, commuter, yeah, I yeah, that. that's pretty yeah. good. You know, but angry. it's no walk among the tombstones, which I actually really enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah, he's 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 done well for himself being angry guy. Mm-hmm. Who's but he's the, not really well. He's sort of angry guy in that one, but it's it's less of a it's less of an all purpose action hero walk mm-hmm. among the tombs tombstones. He's more more of a burnt out private detective kind of a character. Looking for, trying to investigate a disappearance of someone, and he kind of discovers that there are these horrible serial killers on the mm. loose. One of them played, one of them played by David Harbour, the sheriff from from uh, Stranger Things. Okay, but he does a he just does uh, a great, soon to be Hellboy. Sure, there you go. Uh, he does a great like like uh, like how do you describe it? This great like emotionless sociopath murderer character in this movie. He's just like really great. He's like teamed up with this other guy in the film. I don't want to give it too much much because it is quite a good movie. Uh, Walk Among the Tombstones. Okay. I recommend it to people who like 
murdery movies. All right, I'll I'll definitely check that out. Have um, we're trying to watch Widows, and I can't quite get through it yet. Widows, okay. It's a little bit just too. There's not there's not a there's not an ounce of light in it. Okay, yet. okay. It's just so. I was like, all right, all right. I don't know if I need this right now. Um, exactly. Says say my cat. Uh, we'd mentioned briefly Hellboy. Here's my pitch for Hellboy. Okay. Because Pirate been, David Harbor. <laughs> bring in. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah. Nah, he's, he'll, he'll do... He's had his time. You know what? He's going to be in... Uh, if they're going to do an animated series, which I'm sure they will at some point, yeah. he's going to be the voice of that. Sure, okay. You're never going to be... There's going to be a Lego version. He'll do that. He'll be he'll be Hellboy forever, too. Don't worry That's about true. it. That's true. Everything's fine. Yeah. Michael Keaton, they keep talking about him being like Batman again for like a Dark Knight thing. It's fine. Or a Batman Beyond. He'll be... Everyone comes back. It's all fine. <laughs> um, but here's, here's, here's what I'm going with. Uh, okay. And again, I've read most of the Hellboy comics. Okay. I don't think they've done So this, you're speaking of this as an expert. But I want to pitch something for okay. like the next movie. Sure. It's Hellboy. Yep. Versus. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Oh, I like it. Let's do that. <laughs> that would not be bad. <laughs> I could actually go for that. Okay. No, tell me. And then they Sorry. both have to Hellboy up the makeup at some point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hellboy. <laughs> That'd be good if they had to go, dis- one of them had to disguise himself as Hellboy. Yeah. That'd be good. And uh, it's Hellboy versus Heaven Boy. Okay. What does Heaven Boy look like? He's just an angelic boy. Okay. So he has like a halo? Or does he have like the kind yeah, of he's globe got a ha- halo? He's got a halo that he takes off and can like throw like oh, okay. uh, like the disc from uh, Xena. I thought you were going to say he could, he just tips it like a hat to people. Oh, that's nice. Top of the morning to you. Oh, I like that. I like him tipping it he's like very, a hat. He's a very, very gentleman. Polite. Yeah, he's very polite. Very nice. That's why he's heavenly. Yeah. Why doesn't uh, Hellboy's uh, opposite be Heaven Boy? Sure. That's That's how you do it. Sure. Eventually, when you do a... Is he a, always wa- like cleaning his hands and washing things? Why would he be washing things? Because cleanliness, cleanliness is next to God. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But what do you dirty yourself on? Like when you're, I guess if you come to Earth, you just yeah, it's, it's a filthy place. He's always using heavenly Purell. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, that does that does make good sense. I like it because eventually, as a superhero or comic character, you have to yeah. have your opposite. Sure, that's what it just comes down to. Eventually, it's like, and you can either be uh, creative, where you go like Bizarro. Mm-hmm. It's like that's a great name. Yeah, or you can go Reverse Flash and go, yeah. Thanks for giving it all the thought in the world. I have a better name for that character. What? Flasho. Flasho. Yeah. Yeah, because like Bizarro and Flasho. Oh, maybe I didn't realize it was that close. <laughs> I, just, I just like the O after oh, Flash. Oh, very good. <laughs> I'll have to think of it something It could else. just be the Italian version of the Flash. <laughs> it could be. They did have that with Batman once where they went like, here's the Batmans uh, around the world, yeah. and every country had their own Batman. Bat-ombre? But yes. Okay. Bat-om? I don't know. Were you just making that up? Because bad ombre is a character. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. You're one bad ombre. <laughs> and they went through all of them. And, uh, and, and they, uh, yeah, there was like Knight and Squire were the uh, Batman of England. I see. Yeah. Sure. It's not It's not great, but it, it existed. Yeah. How about, shouldn't it have been Batsman? Because. Like cricket. Cricket bats. Oh, yeah. Batman, but it's like a cricket guy yeah, and uses, that's why, that's why uses you say a bats, cricket bat. Batsman, yeah. Oh, you know what it should that's be? That's a name for a cricket player. It should be Batsman yeah. and Wicket. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and that's his uh, partner's Wicket. Though Squire was a girl. Batsman and Googly. Later, later on, yeah, which was which was pretty good. Um, yeah, they eventually always do uh, flip, except for Wonder Woman. They tried doing that. Didn't quite take. Like okay. later, later, later on, Gail Simone tried one. Didn't quite take. But I yeah, see. But then she's never had really good villains at all. That's a that's a Wonder Woman. Problem. Wonder Woman does not have really good villains. No, name a Wonder Woman villain. Uh, the vixen. The vixen? She's you mean f- the superhero? She's a fox. 
There, there is a character called Vixen. Did you know that? Mm, like, I think I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. is she one of the Birds of Prey? Uh, she's hung out with the Birds of Prey, but she was oh. uh, she was in uh, Legends of Tomorrow, oh. among uh, other things. Yeah, don't, there's Vixen. Don't know. Uh, I thought you were talking about uh, Cheetah, which is which oh, is okay. one of her villains that is like a Plays lady cards. who's a villain who's a cat. Oh, you know, like every third uh, woman <laughs> villain is a cat. Well, that's a sexy costume in front of draw. Mm-hmm. That's a, but a fox one would be fun to draw too. Oh, there's also. But I'm thinking more like a crimson like a, fox is also a fox character. Okay. How about, sil- woman? How about silver fox? Silver fox is a character. Which, by yeah. the way, I have been called. Is that right? <laughs> oh, good on you. Thanks. Because you're a sexy lady supervillain. That's why people finally recognize. Sorry, the I was me. thinking. <laughs> I was thinking silver sable. That's what I was thinking. Sorry. Okay. My my mistake and my mistake. <laughs> so. Speaking of biopics, okay, I went to see a biopic last night. I was sort of dragged there against my will. Okay, I wouldn't say dragged there, but I I went I went I went not expecting much. I wasn't really looking It'd forward be nice to if seeing it. There's a bunch of awards called the Draggies, which are uh, <laughs> just movies you have to be dragged to. Yeah, and it's all really serious movies or mm. movies you didn't think you'd like. And yeah, I'm like no, it's all right. The, the Draggies. Yeah, it was really. Right. But uh, we went. Uh, Lisa and I went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody last night. Mm. Really enjoyed it. Actually, okay, I really enjoyed it. Like, I'll say right right up front that. I don't think it was like historically accurate in every way, but who cares? Cause it was an entertaining story. Like I think at some point you just have to kind of give over to, to, to give the truth over to, to, to and entertainment. You, and you wanted to see it in a theater and not, uh, on your TV. Cause it's, uh, it's available now on the, on the download. Oh, is it? I didn't yep. realize that, but but that's okay. It's still playing in theaters, theater. I guess, because of Nothing the Oscar. It's, I think it has some Oscar nominations for, some the, buzz. for the actor. Sure, I think the, I think his uh, fake teeth are nominated for the <laughs> uh, Bucky be. Awards. Yeah, well, it, was, it made me think he of the character um, from uh, Monty Python, where he's has the giant front, the giant front incisors, mm-hmm. and like then he's doing Roman wrote like uh, Julius Caesar, and all the characters have these giant teeth as well. <laughs> but Julius Caesar has the very biggest ones. Ah, so good. But it's. Uh, it was no, it was really good. Like I thought, I thought that it, they 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 had the right kind of mix of you know you'll never be a you'll never work in this town or that's, that sort of character, and then also the kind of fun of of like watching them record Bohemian Rhapsody, which they that's what the movie's called. So yeah. they do concentrate a bit on that song. I guess it's one that people like a lot. It's not my favorite Queen song, but whatever. But it was fun what to watch. What is them. your favorite Queen song then? Hmm, it's a good question. Let me think about that while we sure. talk. So um, probably. Probably Queen Queen Killer, I guess, would be uh, from there. That's my favorite album is Sheer Heart Attack. Okay, like I like all the songs in that one a lot. So. I like Don't Stop Me Now, but that's because that's I'm another a, good one. Yeah, I'm yeah. a big uh, Shaun of the Dead fan, so mm. that's the, that's where I got kind of introduced to that. <laughs> no, that's another good song too. And that's, they don't even do that song in the film until in the credit sequence. So it was in my head, walking, go, driving home the whole time. Yeah, but don't uh, stop I'm, me. Now. I'm going to just do a real quick uh, side, and then I'll come right back and, and yeah, we'll take you right go to ahead. this. You go right on. Um, uh, because, uh, yeah, I've been doing this Exorcisters book, uh, a lot of people have been going, oh, it's like Supernatural meets da 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 It's Supernatural meets The Good sure, Place. It's sure. Supernatural meets... Oh, ah, so you decided you're going to watch Supernatural because... Yes. <laughs> why am I, so, why am I being influenced by this show I've never seen? So I'm on the first, and I'm, I'm swear I'm going to get right back to you, but I no, just want to mention this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so I'm watching the first season, yeah. which like, oh, it is just a banner year for blondes. <laughs> there's there's this as as my wife Pia says, boy, the uh whoever the creators have a type. Because it's mm. the same 
blonde type a woman is like in okay. every one of these oh, things okay. to the point where you want to go like mention this because maybe there's something about this that it's like this yeah. person keeps recurring your casting uh, person is really yeah and it's it's nice too because like we were watching an episode last night and uh our friend nick harrison was in it and he oh. was the monster okay and uh you know which the, one was that sorry if you it was one where uh it's a it's a it's a house and uh, people are uh, imagining that there's a, a creature, a guy in it hanging people, and so uh, and so it manifests. Okay. And uh, he's he's hanging people in the uh, in the in this house. Okay. Uh, and then it's like the more belief that they have in this person, the 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 more it appears. And the and the night before, uh, Pia watched her drama teacher get killed by a racist truck. So that was it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, we're like, oh, this is nice. And you know what? This really holds up for the most part, and this is all really good. And there was one episode like last night where it's like it's at a, it's at the twenty six hundred motel on Kingsway, which yeah. everyone always uses. Yeah, yeah. And there's a kid who's like working behind the thing, and a kid asks, you know, uh, them. Do you want to? Do you want one king bed or a couple of queens? And they go a couple of queens, and the little kid goes a couple of queens. I'm like, oh, okay. So he did a gay joke. There you go. And then he repeats it. Like later, it's just like, hey, ma, couple of queens. Like, well, mom's a homophobe too. Like, what are you <laughs> fucking hammering this one? What are you doing? Show that's you know, it was one of the few things that showed like. This was a while ago. Yeah, this yeah. show. This would not. <laughs> this not, is two thousand. No, 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 no. <laughs> this isn't the nice people I saw teaming up with Scooby Doo recently. Uh, okay. This is whatever. Anyway, so watch. Well, the enjoy show. it to the I'll, enjoy it to the fourth season, and then you'll really regret your decision to keep on watching. Well, it. this is what everyone says. About Although everything. that's the. But if you don't keep watching, then you won't see the French Mistake, which is very good, and you won't see the the play, the supernatural one with the musical, yeah. the play. So you do kind of have to keep going. I'm gonna get through. I have not seen the show. I'm gonna get through it until Pia says, "Let's knock this off." Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. They do kind of. My problem with the show is that it's a thing I often like in shows where they take a side character and they overemphasize that character, Mm. and he kind of becomes like the third, like the sidekick character, which I don't like because when you start watching a show, you you like like you know you want to see Dean and guy okay dean and what's sam dean and sam doing their thing sam and dean or sam and dean doing their thing and it's all sam and dean and you're like oh that's great these two guys doing this and doing that and they're having lots of fun and then the third guy comes in and you're like mm, i don't want a third guy it's the third wheel i'm not even big when dad shows up yeah though it's weird when dad shows up because dad is of course he's a guy from walking dead yeah uh but he's also batman's dad so i'm like these guys have the same <laughs> he's dad. also the comedian true but why it's interesting that he's Batman's dad is oh, he's their dad, and so he's the he's the dad of both Batman and them, oh, okay. which means their brother could be Batman. <laughs> okay. okay, so back to Bohemian Rhapsody. What what's that, sweetie? Oh, are there names an inside joke for the Rat Pack? There's the question, because there's Sam and Dean. Sam and Dean for the Rat Pack. Oh, for yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. Junior and, and Dean, Dean Martin. Martin. That is know. a that is a possibility. Maybe Dad's a fan of the uh, fan of the Rat Pack. <laughs> it's never brought up in the and then show. You, uh, then you run into Frank. Who yeah. else would it be? Joey? Joey Bishop? Yeah. Uh, who else is in the Rat Pack? Peter. Peter Lawford. Okay. Angie Dickinson. Sure. And there we go. Okay. You, you said Frank Sinatra, right? Yes. Okay. All nice right. Back to Bohemian Rhapsody. They're, putting, uh, they're, uh, oh, well, they're writing just, the song. They're writing the, yeah. They're showing them uh, doing uh, recording Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's given a bit of drama in the – because uh, – you know, it's indicated this is going to be a big change of direction for them, making this album that's going to be really dramatic and stuff like that. Although it seems to be a, missing the fact that they made Queen 2, which is also an album that's very dramatic and full of kind of, it's not my favorite album by them, but it's, it's a very kind of big, ambitious album. But they're going to make another ambitious, big, ambitious album. We're going to have a song that's going to be kind of like opera and, and blah, blah, blah. And, but it's fun watching them record the song, you know, where they're, they're making, um, the drummer Roger Taylor, uh, sing the high parts for the, for the, for the, for the harmonies. And he's, 
you know, he's just trying to keep, he's like, do it higher, you know, do it higher, do it higher. <laughs> he's just like, higher, you know, my testicles are in my chest. I can't sing any more than this. But, but yeah, it's, and it is just the elation of creation. I guess if I yeah. can make a dumb rhyme there, sorry. But just that element of, you know, the fun of making something, really, they really bring it out in, in that part of the film. It's weird. It's weird because that is a thing I think of the Stan and Ollie thing is that they have the joy of they love writing bits yeah. together. Yeah. No matter what, even if they're not writing bits for any reason, they just like writing bits. And sorry, there's a little bit of a spoiler about that, but they just enjoy writing things for writing things. Sure. Because, yeah, it's fun to make things. Yeah, and you really get that sense. I mean, the movie obviously has to have, it's, it's a biopic, so it has to have its third act yep. downer. Sure. Before the, before there is the, um, reunion or the, you know, the, the, whatever, the coming back together and the happy, happyish ending, because of course right. his life did not end happily, That's unfortunately. Right. And then, uh, the words on the screen to tell you what happened after. But uh, does it uh, have words on the screen to, to, tell yes, you it does give you some information yeah. after the, yeah, film. of course it does. The info dump at that. The, <laughs> that's fine. If, if it didn't, Lisa would be very disappointed because that's part of one of her favorite things in a film is when they tell you what happens to characters. After oh, so she really liked Animal House. Yes, that's right. She's a big fan of Animal House. It felt like that was the first one that really did I know. That. I mean, I, when, as soon as I was saying that to you, I was thinking to myself, like Animal House. Uh, of course, it was all made up because they're not real characters, but she still appreciates it. Just to know what happened to them afterwards. She doesn't have to worry. Okay. She knows. Nita Ryan got She'd killed. Like, uh, he got killed in Vietnam by his own troops. That's right. <laughs> uh, Stan, Stan and Ollie also has that, of course. Yes. Yeah, that's just part of the part of the thing. I've heard some complaints about... Um, Bohemian Rhapsody that it that it underplays his gayness. Okay, and I have to say that is not true. It's <laughs> a movie. Okay, you know, though he was bisexual, he wasn't gay. Well, he did not have sex with with women after a certain point. Okay, because he did have a. I mean, the movie shows it that way anyhow. Like like I say, I don't know how it's super accurate it is. Part mm-hmm. of that a movie does have to be kind of black and white. He did have a woman that he was married to, mm-hmm. but they. I don't know if they ever were truly married or just were, you know, kind of bespoke. He gave her a wedding ring and that was enough for them. Like it doesn't really show a wedding as part of their, or part of their, their thing. So, but at some point he had to come out to her and admit that he was, he'd said I was bi- bisexual and she mm-hmm. says, you're gay. Mm-hmm. And I should have known this, you know, like I should have seen, seen it coming. Like, and although they, he had a house and she, <laughs> Sorry. Li- and she lived across and she the said, street. And she said, I should have seen this coming. Then he literally said, and that's what she said. And she went, yeah, I know. I just said <laughs> so that. And, and, she, no, no, and he, he went, should. this joke will be funny in about 25 years. He should have said, that's what he said, because I'm bisexual now. So, ah, so. okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, so he bought a house and he bought a, her a house across the street from him. And so she lived across the street, but their relationship was not sexual. It was just friendly. And then eventually she got a, had a boyfriend, and then she had a child with his with the man, blah blah blah. So their lives were kind of were separate from each other, and I think so. I don't know how. Like I've heard that he was very, like polyamorous, I mm-hmm. guess you could say, and that's possible that he didn't didn't care. It doesn't really go into that so much. It's more about because it's not about that. It's not about that. It does go into the, the the fact that he was homosexual and his relationships with men and stuff like that, because that is a part of his life, and the fact that he also got AIDS as part of that mm-hmm. the, that horrible time. That, you know, no one knew what was coming. It's a yeah. lot of fun. And then, oops. And so, yeah, it, it deals with that. But, it you know, his reaction to it was very uh, admirable. That he, you know, he just was, actually was basically, I have this. Let's not talk about it. Let's make music as long as I'm able to. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's how they honored him. And, yeah, it's a good movie. And all the actors who are in it, who I didn't really know, one guy I rec- the one guy I thought I recognized and I didn't I haven't looked him up yet, who plays 
John Deacon, the bass player, I kept going, man, that guy looks familiar. Gee, he looks like someone I know from somewhere. But the rest of the actors, the person who played Brian May and the and the actor who played Roger Taylor, I didn't know who who they were. But they all did a good job mm-hmm. as their characters, and they all looked very much so, like so the characters. So who, who was the guy that you didn't that you were like? I didn't like? have a chance to look him up, so I don't know. Oh, you I just still keep, don't. Okay. Yeah, I'm just kind of still. Uh, I just haven't had the. It'd be the a funny time. joke in a movie at some point where like someone's doing something and and then they just turn to the audience and just go, "I was in Law and Order for three years." <laughs> That's what you. That's, that's what you think. That's what you're remembering. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that would be super helpful. And, and then they turn. And then they turn back and they go, "Okay, I was also in that orange juice ad where the dad falls in the pool. That's me." Okay, are you done? Are we good? Yeah. All right. Let's just get on to this thing, Mr. President. <laughs> and the movie, the movie climaxes with their Live Aid performance. Which is a really good performance. It was a really good. I mean, I remember seeing it, so yeah. it was fun to to see it. They re-perform. had well because they had also to be fair, they had songs that worked great in that kind of space. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that they was, were a, they, they were a stadium rock band. Yes, so it was, so it was perfect, just like okay, here we go. <laughs> I mean, they're one of those groups that like the bigger the better for the for the and not just that. Side, it was yeah. kind of their reunion. They had been apart for a few years by mm. that point. He had left the band to sort of have a solo career as the movie goes into. Once again, how accurate all this is, I, 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 I'm not absolutely certain because you know movies take liberties, and it's also it's a great it's a great way to have the band come back together again. Yeah, I'm also that. I'm fine with that. It's oh a yeah, movie. me too. That's what I'm. Yeah, I said to Lisa when we were leaving. I said, I said I don't know how accurate that was because it felt like some of the songs were out of order in terms of when they were playing them in the movie. Yeah, but at the same time. Well, who cares? We're watching a movie. Like yeah. I don't expect this to be. I'm gonna, totally I'm gonna bet too that a lot of the characters weren't able to state their feelings uh, completely in uh, in a great series of statements. Yeah, yeah, that's they were right. dead yeah. on with like what, right. how they. Uh, mm, they do. You they, know your problem, David. Yeah. It's that. Oh, and he's oh, he really did nail him completely. That was completely exactly <laughs> right. He got it exactly right. That's Good right. For him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, the what, that exposition dump that we all do in our lives. Right? Yeah. You know what's happening, don't you? This is what's happening right now. Yeah. Don't you see? Don't you see we're doing a podcast right now? Yeah. Don't you see we're at your house doing a podcast? Uh, you want to have it also, if you want to have like one of those movies where everything's hyper realistic and they comment on it, just one character just turns around and just goes, all our hair looks great. Am I right? <laughs> like, look at us. Not one hair out of place. What were we all doing before this? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. did we just come from the bathroom where we all combed our hair? Yeah. I, uh, look at us. Even our stubble looks great. No one our here looks like looks they, great. no one here looks like they have some weird our black mustache. Are yeah. Everything yeah. couldn't be better. Yeah. We are all handsome fuckers right now. Look at this. <laughs> Look at that guy in the background. Look at that extra back there. Look at that guy on the coffee table. He's uh, doing nothing. He's, his hair's perfect. Look at that hobo. Maybe too perfect. Yeah, that hobo looks healthy as hell. Sure. He's totally cut. What's that about? <laughs> How do you get a dog that looks that good? Has he been bathing him all day? Look at it. <laughs> this makes no sense. Anyway, back to Bohemian Rhapsody. I'll just say the last thing I'll say is it's a movie I watched with a oh, smile. Oh, could I ask? Oh, I, oh sure. I would like to ask one more question. Oh, you can. At any point with the Bohemian Rhapsody song, did someone go like, we can't do this. This song's crazy. Yes, there was, they have the record executive to do yes, that need role. Yes, the person going, oh, was it played by? Mike Myers? Yes. I believe it was. Yeah. And in fact, I didn't even clue in that. I saw his name in the credits and I didn't clue into the fact that it's him. Man, he can really lose himself in a role. Yeah. Yeah. But now, now that you say that, he was what a dummy I am, and it's because why is he why is he there? Well, because they brought the song back to to yes. revive the song. Like it, it, but it's weird. It says the song was re released in 1991, and I was thinking, yeah, because Wayne's World. How come you wanted to say that? It's weird. I don't know if he said don't say that or not. Yeah, probably. 
Spike Myers doesn't like attention. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He's you like, don't, don't need, you don't need that. This there's is no about, need. It's about the, it's about your movie, not my movie. Yeah, but yeah, it's really good because he's once again, according to legend, he didn't want to release Bohemian Rhapsody. It was a six minute long single. Now his argument was a little weird because it, we'd already had MacArthur Park, we'd already had Hey Jude, which were very long singles. We had Stairway to Heaven, which was a staple of it was yeah. never a single, but it was a staple of of FM rock. Radio, right? Right. You know. And awkward dances in high school. Very, very bad song. Why play that? At a, don't play that at a dance, people. By minute six. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I guess you could say this. Let thing. it end. I guess you could say the same thing about MacArthur Park. Because not only is it long, they're in movements, these songs. Yeah. Like they sort of slow, then they get fast, dun, and they dun, have this, dun. and they have that. Da da da. Da, 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 da. Oh, well, that's a different song. Yeah, that's Live and Let Die. <laughs> okay. One thing you got to give this song, though, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, there's no reggae break. <laughs> Let's give it that. Uh, yeah, and, he's, and he wants to release um, You're, You're My Best Friend, uh, which was written by the bass player, John Deacon. Or he wants to release Love of Love of the Loved or something. No, that's, that's a... I think that's a Paul McCartney song. But anyway, there's a song. Hey, you're really um, going for Paul McCartney. You're getting a lot of that Paul I'm McCartney. really going for him. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, it's, uh, so yeah, there's that scene of, where I think they basically, it implies that they left EMI Records. Once again, I don't know the whole Queen story, but, mm. but I don't know if they left over that or why they, why these things happen, but it's fun in a movie. Let's make that the dramatic moment. Yeah. Well, you'll find the movie's out, called Bohemian Rhapsody. You'll find out in our new podcast, Queen for a Days. <laughs> and we go through every <laughs> Queen song. Here's, here's yeah. uh, the thing about the record yeah. executive though. Yeah. How about if it's really critical about him, we just call it Queen Killers. Oh, all right. Yeah, there's a I like d- it. there's a person who's not alive in the band. Feels bad. <laughs> um, here is the double uh, reason for the Mike Myers uh, being th- that character, though. Okay. So yes, uh, it was used in Wayne's World, yes. and it re- kind of revived it. Sure did. But the reason, and again, I'm I'm telling this secondhand, uh, was uh, executives, film executives, did okay. not want. Uh, him to use that song in Wayne's World. Oh. Because it's an old song. Yeah. It's out of date. Yeah. Kids today ain't going to like that They're not song. Gonna like it at all. Why are they going to like a Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. Here's, here, we got a whole bunch of good modern songs. Bring in the modern songs, yeah. boys. It would have been hilarious with grunge rock in that scene. Basically, that's what it would have kind yeah. of made sense. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's headbanging music. Why are you going to use Queen? Yeah. Queen? That, that's not who you guys are at all. Uh, but yeah, they, but he fought for it. And then it uh, was incredibly popular. So that was a little reflection on the executive that was saying no to him, that he was kind of playing that guy. I just thought of the song I like the most by Queen. Please. Which is uh, We Will Rock You. It's a pretty amazing song. That you can lo- just take with your hands, clap, and all of a sudden you got it. In the movie, they talk, they, they do a bit about it. And they basically, Brian May developed it as a way for the audience to join in, to be able to join them in a song. Sure. Because you can have the audience stomping and clapping to it. But I, the, the reason I love it so much is I really like the guitar solo in it. I think it's a great, okay. short, pithy guitar solo that really uh, what works well. Sitcom. Let me just say one oh, more thing about sir, Brian May, though. Because did you know that the guitar right. that he plays in Queen and the I'm gonna only tell you, guitar, I don't know this. And the only guitar that he played in Queen was made by him and his dad. Aww. He wanted a guitar and they couldn't afford one. So he Aww. and his dad made a guitar. And part of the wood from the guitar was made from their hearth or their fireplace. They took the wood off of it to make the, the the guitar. That's very touching, and I'm sorry he never made enough money to get a real guitar. <laughs> he, he made more than enough, but of course that guitar would have had so much meaning to him. And it has a great sound, that guitar. Like, just a great sound. Like, and that's part of what's their, you know, what's made them 
great was that that guitar sound, that really distinctive. Did they ever try to sound. replicate it with another hearth? It seems like there's something about that hearth that was good. That's right. right. He went into the guitar making business. And yeah, they, just they just it was hearth based. Turn on your hearth light. It was, it was a hearth based guitar industry. Yeah, just going to people's houses and removing wood from their hearths. Here's a trivia. Their uh, mantelpiece, I guess I should say. Here's Queen trivia. Um, what sitcom uh, had a cold opening uh, where they did "We Will Rock You"? That was like just "We Will Rock You." It was a uh, it was a sitcom from the let's go uh, late '80s. Very popular sitcom. Okay, uh, I have no idea. Well, thanks for playing. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. Late '80s. Let me just guess one. Then was it late '80s or '80s? I 80s. think '80s. Was it critically was it, acclaimed sitcom? Critically acclaimed. Pretty critically acclaimed. Sure. Was it Cheers? Yes. Oh, okay. That's absolutely right. <laughs> well, you gave someone me so many starts, clues. Someone starts tapping. Give me a lot of clues. Someone starts tapping, and okay. then they all start going with oh, it. Oh, yeah, They yeah. all start going, and the entire bar starts start singing? Uh, doing it. Yeah. And did they sing, they sing the guitar they solo? Sat, they did not do the guitar solo. Oh, okay. They just did the first, we will, we will rock you. Yeah. And then uh, there was some joke, and then that was the end of that. Yeah. When I, what's weird about that song, though, was when it's played on the radio when we were younger, is it always was played with We Are the Champions. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, okay. It would end, and then We Are the Champions would start. Oh. Was very, I'm not odd. as much of a fan of we are, uh, we are the Champions. Well, as you know, We Are the Champions accompanied me down many, many ski hills when I was a nervous skier. I mean, it wasn't that I was a nervous skier, but I skied with a friend who was a ski racer. Right. And so his way of skiing with me was to... I'm just going to move this bottle out of my, sure. my way. Was His way of skiing with me was to go, you ready, Dave? Let's go. And he was just gone. And so then... Of course, I couldn't, I didn't want to ski by myself, so I would ski as fast as I could behind him. So we'd be slaloming down these hills at, seriously, at a breakneck speed. And although I was a pretty good skier, I was not super confident, uh, that I was, could ski as well as my friend who was quite a good skier. And so I would sing, We Are the Champions, as I ski down the mountain, because it would calm me down oh, and nice. it would just help me concentrate on what I was doing. Well, at what point would you start the song? Would you start with like the very beginning of the song or would you start like into the chorus? Into the, the chorus and stuff like that. Yeah. But I would sing like verses went, of it. You wouldn't start with the very I wouldn't start with that part of it, no. Soft but beginning. I would be like, We Are the Champions. And I'd be singing that. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Sometimes I just depend on where I was in this. But yeah, it was a very, so I do have a kind of a fondness for that song just because it was a really, I don't know, it just worked in my mind to help me like concentrate on what because i'm a pretty much of a scatterbrain sort of a person so i need to have focus sometimes and that really helped me nice and yeah that where we did do a story about that and we're so jar yeah we're just looking at that the other day okay yeah yeah so i was just yeah. about to like grab the comic i think it is within arm's distance <laughs> of me somewhere around here but now nah, it's uh it's oh it's so close it's so incredibly close <laughs> that's all right yes you can find it later but yeah it it's uh yeah so i, I that song is is a part of me too, but I was I kind of went off of Queen in the eighties mostly because I became interested in more kind of modern alternative music, and so sure. they they represented they represented sort of the, the straight mainstream, which I wasn't I wasn't really that interested in. It's anymore. so weird that they're the straight mainstream. And this is a weird band. Like they are the songs weird are band. very like you know but, Bicycle. Jesus Christ, it's such a weird yeah. song. Oh, I made I made our friend play that a little while ago because it is a weird song. It's a weird song. Yeah. Like there's a lot of bizarre. Yeah. Uh, things in uh, in Queen songs for, but though I, I get that you know their hit songs are very mainstream. It was just kind of later on when they were doing like Radio Gaga and things like that that I kind of wasn't as interested anymore. Who was doing Radio Gaga? Queen. Radio Gaga. Radio are they Gugu. are they Queen? Okay, that's right. Queen doing that song. Yeah. All right. I apologize. And I shouldn't say I hate everything. I mean, I still like. I don't crazy. know why I thought that was Starship. Of course they're not. No, it was Queen. All right. A crazy little thing called Love and stuff like that was fun. Yeah. Fun and 
Uh, I mean, I never like. I still have the records. I never gave away my records, other than stuff like that. I still have News hey, of the World. Here, and, here's a question I've got. And I did the Opera and Day of the Races. Sure, sure. Um, here's a question I've got because I don't really remember of of the time. The game. Very good. Sorry. Um, Jazz. Like uh, looking back on like old SCTVs, mm-hmm. um, village people would be made fun of, as in you know there'd be like some gay jokes they do about them. Okay. Okay. Would people be making gay jokes about? Uh, Freddie Mercury or like an Elton John uh, back then. Would that ha- ever happen? Because I can't remember any. And looking back on old shows, yeah. like you would think that would be a joke that like a like a like Johnny Carson would like throw a little gag and like a, the same thing you do like for a Tiny Tim or something. You know, you just like a, do a little joke about you know this is an effeminate yeah, person. Yeah. Uh, would uh, did that ever happen? Because I can't remember it uh, in mainstream anything. Yeah. Well, like there was a lot of like the Beatles, uh, they got hair like girls. You can't tell if they're boys or they're girls. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But then when we got into like glam rock or like a David Bowie or something, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get any, uh, you wouldn't get any of that in mainstream uh, uh, jokesters. Whereas you think, <laughs> yeah, you think that you would. This would be a target. Well, yeah, it's, it's you're right. I'm just trying to think. I know that. Elton John kind of scuppered his career in the mid seventies when he came out as bisexual, mm-hmm. which wasn't entirely accurate. It was sort of him, sort of half half admitting to who he really was. I mean, he did marry a, a woman, mm-hmm. but it was more of a it was not a very fortunate marriage because he wasn't really interested in women. So it was mm-hmm. very difficult to for the someone to be in a relationship where there's no uh, emotional. Yeah, again, I remember we got <laughs> the book of lists and it uh, had in it. You know, uh, famous bisexuals, and it was like Elton John, and we all went, Elton John, who could tell? But that, which but do you know that a movie, a biopic is coming out called Rocket Man? Yes, featuring the guy, uh, actor from Kingsman playing Elton John, and uh, Elton John was in the last Kingsman movie. So everything is everything, and things are everything. Let me just say that he does the singing in the film, and it's pretty good. From judging from the trailer, oh, he does the actual singing. Yeah. Oh, good on him. So, same with Remy Malek. I'm pretty sure that oh, he is did that his right? Own singing. Yeah, it wasn't oh, Freddie wow. Mercury's voice. So he was either someone else was singing for him, or he was singing. It looked to me like he was singing, and it was okay. very. That's it's tough, quite good. That's a tough dude. Quite good. Yeah, he was doing like like the choreography, like the you know the Freddieisms and stuff like that on stage, and. And it was it was really good. I guess uh, your Jamie Foxes and your um, well, who was it? Joaquin Phoenix was he Johnny Cash? Was Johnny Cash? Well, did, right. he, did he do the voice for Johnny Cash? He did and, sing for Johnny Cash. Yes, I guess did. this is the thing you got to do now. You got to actually you do, do the cause, song because uh, Reese Witherspoon also did. She sang as June Carter Cash, right? Me. And I really like their version of Jackson when they they sang together. I thought they did a really good job of it. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what was the parody of that that was uh, good that John C. Riley did? Uh, it was really good. Walk hard. Walk hard. Yeah. That's, yes, that's a good film. That's a of under, that sort of of those sort underrated, of movies. Underrated, underrated mm-hmm. movie with with pretty good songs. Yep, and, and a good uh, Beatles uh, appearance. Yep, in it and or a stand-in for the Beatles appearance in it. And every time you know he uh, advances in the drug world, you know it's, uh, use of drugs. It's just such a great scene there. Just you know, it's like you don't want any of this. <laughs> Is it addictive? <laughs> Not addictive at all. <laughs> <laughs> What's it do? Makes you feel great. You don't want a piece of this. Walk away. Yeah, ah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. That's a fun movie. Uh, one of the of the that sort of film. It's uh, it's very good. And then the other film that we went and saw, we went and saw the favorite. Oh, I've the seen. New, I saw that recently the too. Yorgos, 
Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of it? What did I think of it? Uh, <laughs> Whoops. No, no, no. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's good for performances. There's some okay laughs in it. Yeah. It's a bummer. Uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's historically, fairly historically accurate. Sure. That makes, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought everyone did, uh, a, a really good job, but, uh, oh, God, what an unpleasant, uh, time to be around. Well, just, oh, oh, yeah. everything's just unpleasant. Yeah. Everyone's just a big sack of shit. You know, right? So you're, uh, so there's a bit of it where like, I don't know who I'm, like, I don't need someone to root for necessarily. Yeah. But like, everyone's just so, uh, despicable that, uh, okay. That's only, they did a, they did a cheap thing like later on where, uh, I, I think like near the end where one of the characters, uh, tries to hurt an animal and it felt like a cheap, it wasn't cheap. It was very meaningful to the, to the, to the theme of the film. It just felt like it was cheap to me because like they needed something bad to happen to that character in the next scene. So like they had to get like a comeuppance, but it felt like there wasn't enough. But, but the comeuppance was symbolized by their treatment of the rabbit. Yeah. That's why as we see her comeuppance, yeah. we see the screen filled with rabbits because the movie is basically saying that yeah. this, you know, it's all, we're all, you know, we all, Someone is always above us. That yeah. they, they, we can. Uh, there's someone always with their boot on our neck. Yeah, I get, I get, I get yeah. it. I, no, I got, I got the symbolism. Just yeah, to me, yeah. it felt like we need. The other thing the movie needed there was it needed to have something bad happen to this person. So it felt like a shorthand for now. Whatever happens to this person after they've done this thing yeah. to a modern audience, yeah. we'll just go. Well, that's fine. They hurt an animal, so fuck them. Like we're fine now with whatever happens to a person. Mm, Once you've hurt an I animal, I didn't really get that. From it's it. like okay. someone kicking a dog. Now it's yeah. fine. Anything can happen to that person. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that just seemed that was just such an unpleasant scene as well. And again, I don't, ha- I don't need things to be pleasant. I just think it's funny that it's okay for her to poison someone, but she's, but for her to do that to a to a bunny. Oh my yeah, gosh. Because, oh my gosh. Because poisoning then <laughs> it's just part of what it is you know like people are doing machinations and I, you're used to shakespearean plays where yeah. this one poisons that one and yeah. they're all trying to work their way up the ladder but the rabbit has that doesn't need this shit the rabbit's just <laughs> trying to be a rabbit it's going about its rabbit business yeah you're poisoning someone but the person you're poisoning is an asshole so i'm like Meh, i'm okay with that i guess mm. aren't they an asshole well, okay. Yeah, let, they're an asshole. I mean, but everyone's an okay, asshole. I was gonna say, in a world where everyone is kind of cruel, because it's a cruel then time. I don't care about them poisoning each other. It's fine. I'm watching the plot. I think on. that but the rabbit th- doesn't need this shit. I think that she's less of an asshole than other assholes. If you know what I mean. Uh, the film kind of everyone's sad though too. Everyone's miserable. The film kind of well, it's a miserable time. Who wants to live then? Uh, the film kind of the film kind of uh, glosses over the fact that in reality, in historical reality. Uh, Lady Marlborough, Sarah Jennings, brought Abigail Hill to into the Queen's court. Oh, okay. As a, as a favor, because they were cousins, and she was dispossessed, Abigail Hill, and so she brought her in to be the work in the Queen's bedchamber. She didn't wasn't a scullery maid from the start. She actually was in the Queen's bedchamber from the start. So it just kind of gloss over the fact that it was a a kindness that was done that kind of bit her in the backside. Mm-hmm. But I I think. I I quite enjoyed the film though. Mm-hmm. Quite enjoyed it. I thought it no, was, I was uh, I was all, I was all right with it. It's just like by the end of it, I thought I was just like these are all such. Like you get to a certain point where you're well, just like it is a Lanthos Lanthos. Yeah, fair uh, enough. It's uh, the lobster guy. Uh, Yorgos Lanthos yeah, film. I, I gotcha. It's, uh, killing the sacred fawn yeah. or dog tooth. Those films all are 
kind of grueling in a way. His, and I didn't, his I view, didn't know this that. movie was the least grueling right. movie I've seen. But by you him. get it, you get about a third of the way into it and go like, oh, it's this situation. All right, <laughs> it's it again. It's like watching a British movie and you realize yeah. like it's a British sci-fi, and then you're like, well, this is gonna have a bummer ending. Here yeah. we go. This is just gonna get worse before it gets better, and it's not or gonna it's not get, get better. It's, it's not gonna get, get better. Get better. Yeah. It's a British you know? sci-fi. And the, and the best thing that could happen right now is there's a revolution and everyone just gets like killed. <laughs> they, they should. This, they should burn this place to the ground, and and there you go. Start again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it. And then the other movie that I saw <laughs> is uh, because I... i look up what the movies are right now because I have been watching movies. Uh, it was... Um, I watched this on a... On a uh, it's called Shudder. Okay. It's a new streaming channel and it's basically horror movies. All right. But it's not just horror movies because they have, they have sort of action movies on there too. And here's what's exciting to me, but I'll just say what I saw, which was the, uh, it's a French film called Revenge about, it's kind of a, kind of a, an updating, I guess, of sort of a, an I spit on your grave sort of a movie where okay. a woman is raped, then the characters try to kill her to get rid of her, and then she comes back and has revenge. Right. And it's a very bloody film, very, very gory, but I really enjoyed it. What, and was this made recently? Yeah, it came out last year, I think. Okay. I was, uh, as a, a, a woman, I think it's a French woman who directed it. And the film has some French subtitles in it as characters speak to each other in French. But she's not French. The actress who plays the the the, the female revenger in the film. Cold Pursuit was the name of the Liam Neeson movie. Okay. Which, uh, is it actually still in theater? Oh, I wasn't sure whether they canceled cancel it or not. Uh, nope, they didn't cancel it. It's, it's going. They canceled the red carpet uh, premiere of it because I guess they didn't want to ask them a whole bunch of questions huh? about that. Okay, what have I seen recently? I'm just going to go through all the movies I've seen. <laughs> Aquaman, we've talked about it. Yeah. Uh, Bumblebee, we've talked about it. Uh, have not seen Can You Ever Forgive Me, but I would like to. I would like to see that. Dog's Way Home. No, enough of that. <laughs> enough of that bullshit. Favorite, we just talked about it. That's good. Glass, Blech. don't care for that. <laughs> Grinch, what the heck are you thinking about? Oh, Harold and Maude is showing again. Really like that movie. That's a really good. Mm. Film. Uh, what do you got to do? Must be an anniversary because it was playing down in uh, Bellingham the last couple weeks ago. Nice. Uh, Lego Movie 2, I do want to see that. Uh, no, it's not going to be as good. What are you going to do? Uh, the Batman movie to me was the, uh, the Lego Batman movie to me was Lego Movie 2. Uh, so to me, this is Lego Movie I 2. I saw the movie sick and I fell asleep part, through part of it, so I need to rewatch it. Yes. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. It was fine. Had some, uh, good stuff. It's not, okay. uh, great. Some musical numbers are pretty good. Uh, <laughs> did not see The Mule. Have not seen On the Basis of Sex. Peppa Pig celebrates Chinese New Year. She's got a movie. Well, she should because it's Year of the Pig. Yes, we're uh, we are friends with um, the original voice of Peppa Pig. There's some trivia. <laughs> uh, what do we got? Family uh, friends. My sister-in-law saw Shoplifters. She said it was pretty good. Uh, have not seen A Star Is Born yet. You don't have to. It feels like I'm kind of just bummed out. <laughs> I think that's all that's playing right now. Jeez, mm. what the heck? I thought I'd seen more than that. Well, that's why I'm on. I'm, I have Shutter. I'm not paying for it. I just someone signed in on our Fire Stick. Oh, okay. And so I can watch it now because it's signed in. So it has. Here's what I was excited about, though, because I, I wanted to see Old Boy a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking about trilogies last week. And and you mentioned the fact that Old Boy is part of a trilogy. And they have all three of the films on, ah. on Shudder. They have, they have Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, the first film, Old Boy, and then Lady Vengeance. So I'm going to watch them in order because uh, I'm, I'm very, very excited to watch them. They also have on their... They have Turbo Kid, which I've been really wanting to see for a long time. And what I've is just that? Never, it's a Canadian film. It's a post-apocalyptic movie. Uh, and it was on we, our guest many, many, uh, many, many shows ago, 
uh, Robin Bucci recommended it as part of his his one of his favorite films of that year. So okay, it's sort of been on my back of my mind list, but it's I've just never been anywhere where I could see it. And now and now shout out to it. Robin Bucci, new uh, cinema sewer. Is coming out shortly. Oh, uh, from, cool. Yeah, okay. Turbo Kit sounds sounds good. Now, yeah, it sounds uh, interesting. I'm going to say this. I have been watching a little bit of Netflix. Okay. Well, uh, I know you've been watching Superstitious. That's, that's right. Superstitious Aloysius, the uh, story of those two uh, brothers doing thing. I watched a short amount of Polar. Oh, yeah. We talked about that last week. That's right. And uh, I watched I watched it as well. Did you watch the full thing? I, I watched more than you did. And? I stopped as well. Yeah. I've just, seen some scenes from it. They go, that looks interesting, but I know it's crap. There was a good kind of shootout yeah. at, at a cabin thing where he, you know, but it's, you know, I remember one time we were walking, I think it was you and I, and we were walking through the movie theater and I, and I saw a thing for Grindhouse, which I didn't really know what it was. And I was just kind of looking at the characters and, and I said, you know what I'm sick of? Nihilism. <laughs> and that's how I feel about Polar. Like, there's absolutely no heart or emotion or anything in that film. Like, there's just nothing. Yeah. When you were, there is a surprise at the end that you, you, okay. that you, you don't I see coming, of, but you didn't see it coming. Is it the big surprise? Because it feel we'll talk about that later. We can talk about it later. Yeah, I no, I didn't see it coming. All right, just from knowing what the plot was, I was like, well, this is. Oh, be I didn't know what the plot. Like, I didn't. I just started watching it. Like, so I don't. Well, I knew it, it from. Yeah, I watched the trailer and I saw oh, okay. the poster. Yeah, I think I got it from the poster. <laughs> um, but okay, I didn't see those things. Uh, but what else did you watch? But what I did watch that uh, I was uh, quite. Uh, oh, that's way oh. better than it should have been. Oh, okay. Are you gonna? Say, I have one, but you you say. First. I was gonna say Russian Doll. Fuck, that's really good. I watched two shows of it. Yeah. So far, I mean, it gets better. I, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, it goes places. Yeah, yeah I really like it. Say, all right, then I'm, say I'm glad that you said that. Yeah, that was that's really good. I yeah. highly recommend that to anyone who's listening. Uh, check out Russian Doll, Natasha Leone, and with co co produced by Amy Poehler. Natasha Leone, if we don't remember, was was one of the characters on Orange Is the New Black. The, was the ex junkie character who's a friend of Red. I don't know. Is the, the uh, talkie character in American Pie the kind of explainer character? Oh, I didn't know that she's uh, also in that yeah. show. That she's movie. also in uh, Slums of Beverly Hills with uh, uh, Alan Arkin. That's a long time ago. Yeah, but she's the lead. Call 911. Very good. Isn't that the one? Or am I'm I getting mixed up? Sure. Maybe, maybe I think I'm down and out in Beverly Hills. I think you are 100% uh, getting sorry. mixed up then. Sorry. No. This is uh this is a family that like you know has to bail on rent and like to pack up quick and get the hell out of here. Yeah, and it's her coming of age story. Okay, uh, but again, really good performance from her. Really good performance from her, and yeah. then really good performance from Alan Arkin. Uh, uh. Well worth a, a watch. So it was nice seeing uh, this and like and and this is the kind of movie I don't like. I don't like a repeating movie. Mm-hmm. I don't like this kind of shit. Yeah, uh, I don't want to see uh, Happy Birthday to Me. I, oh, it's I, good. I'm sure it's good, yeah, it's but fun. I just uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Though I, I might see Happy Birthday too because that seems interesting to me. That like they've expanded and made it all okay. strange. What I like about Happy Birthday, Happy Death Day, I think. Happy Death. Okay. Happy Death Day is that is that her every time she comes back she's weaker, so it's slowly killing her that this is happening to her. Okay. So I do like that it has a limit. It has a time limit built into it. Yes. It's not like a Groundhog Day where she can improve herself over, and she has like a limited amount of time to do it. She has she has a limited amount of time to figure out what the heck's happening to her and why she keeps getting killed, and it's okay. so it's it's kind of it's a Good. bit of a twist that's a on nice that. that is a nice angle on it and I'm it has all, a nice red herring as well so very nice okay I'm all for that there's a lot of TV shows that will do the Groundhog Day thing and you go oh boy here we go <laughs> and there's a, even uh, 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 an official official I'm I'm air quoting as hard as I sure, can sure because you're using the word fish in there it, sure that's right um, uh, there's an official uh, sequel. Uh, that's uh, but it's just in VR. It's a VR game. To what? 
to Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. Where you play the son of the Bill Murray character. I see. And you go back. To, well, he's so still, Andy McDowell is your mother. Yes. Okay. So, uh, and you're uh, you're in this town because he stayed in this town, uh, and then all of a sudden your life starts looping, and you've got to do stuff. And to me, the idea of like, oh, I've got to be actually in this game now. Yeah. And I got to be in this world, and I've got to be uh, VRing it. No, this sounds like a nightmare. It sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> but Russian Doll, without again, I'm not going to spoil nothing for you. Uh, it, all I'm going to say is that they twist and turn and escalate, and they've got a place to go. Okay, it's very, it's very, very smart, and it just keeps getting smarter. And it's like, shit, you actually good, fuck. And we, uh, to the annoyance of both of us who had to keep watching it. I was like, oh, you can't stop watching it. I, I was watching with Eve, who who works at five in the morning some days. So she's like, oh, Dad, so... I got to go to bed. I'm like, oh. that's understandable. Plus, I don't like watching shows that much because that too many shows in a row because I, I get burned out and I get bored. Yeah. So and it's also it. good sometimes to just let it percolate in your head for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I am looking, I am truly looking forward to getting back to it, though. Very good. So I just wanted to say before we, we go on, uh, leave this because uh, we kind of touched on trilogies and we had a few listeners write in with their yes. trilogies so i just thought i'd mention those please please so we got uh, a comment on the on the website don't forget you can comment on our website sneakydragon.com from bob hi bob who i believe from his email address is from new haven is that connecticut all or, i all i know or is, are they all over i just want i just want to tell you one thing old yep. haven was a big piece of shit <laughs> it was uh, and i'm so oh, glad sorry 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 it's actually bob from old haven I misread. <laughs> you know what? Hey, New Haven, fuck off. There's one Haven, oh, and it is. I know Haven. it was New Haven. I'm sorry. It's I all right. Just, yeah, I, oh, just, my, uh, I, I stand by my early statement <laughs> that Old Haven so, is a big pile of shit. So he 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 rightfully upbraided me for for um, dogmatically pronouncing who could be a Christian or who couldn't, which is I really couldn't do. I was I was doing it sort of. Uh, it was more of avoidance than it was uh, a serious thing. Well, I think he episode. has to forgive you for that. He must I forgive me for that. I think that is part of the deal. He does. He must forgive me for that. And I and I will apologize to you for 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 doing that. Oh, episode. okay. I think it just kind of got to we were serving Donald Trump, and I was just kind of like, oh, I don't want to go here. So I was just sure. kind of like, ugh, I'm pulling, I'm pulling the the parachute. <laughs> uh, but he says back to movies. All right. One trilogy you missed was the Ice Cube Friday series, which is true. That is a. Mm-hmm. But isn't the Barbershop one also a trilogy? Uh, well, and it depends also if you want to count. Uh, the all women barbershop, which I'm not sure if it was, it was called mm. beauty salon or something, but okay. that's also in the barbershop universe. Okay. Um, but he yeah. says, he says Friday, next Friday, and then Friday after next, three solid films. My order of preference would be number two, number three, then number one. I think I've only seen number two, but yeah, it is, it is a funny film. I've yeah. not seen any of them, so I'll have yep. to put that in my much watch list. Okay. Let me just go back to our. Wouldn't you think the sequel should be Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Wouldn't that be not next Friday? It was a Friday, <laughs> Saturday. I think they Sunday. wanted the name of the movie. Okay, but the then you got like by Sunday, you got stuff about a church, and you get to do all that stuff. That's fun. Yep. Sorry, I'm just looking for our next. No, please do. Okay, so I'll just read this comment from from one of our listeners, Ed Dragansky. Hey, Ed. Who lives in Texas? And an interesting thing, I don't know if you have read all his comments, but that he worked for for Lone Star Comics. Do you remember? Buddy Saunders yeah, yeah, and yeah. that whole controversy. Yeah, he was mentioning that, that he was like happy that you uh, brought that yeah, up. Yeah, I just, I, I just asked him, I said, oh, did you work? Is that the Buddy Saunders one? I just remember those, uh, the sort of controversy at that time period. Because I think to people, it felt like comics were growing up. I'm and trying to remember. What was the general controversy? Well, he wrote an article for the Comics Journal mm-hmm. uh, basically saying, you know, all these changes in comics and how comics are growing up? Don't like it. Oh, okay. 
get back into the crib comics. All right. I want you to be for little kids. Okay. And, so uh, he was uh, he was the kind of the comics gator of his day, of like uh, things were bester in the pastest. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think he was. I mean, I think some of the things he was saying were were probably right. I feel like, in some ways, comics grew up in a way that wasn't healthy. You know, and we have a point now where like, uh, you know, comics are mature because women get have terrible things happen to them, and that shows how serious we are. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the kind of maturity that we want from comics. I think the idea was that comics could have adult content, could have content for kids, could have like could come encompass lots of things. Don't you think we've got that now? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But I think in some in some ways though, it's been like a hard, you know, like a hard lesson in, in where comics yeah. did, this kind of got gross rather than mature. Sure. And there's a difference between being mature and just being gross. Yeah. Imagine yeah. like it was an old Jay Leno joke about mature and mature being like standing in a porno theater with your like uh, pants around your ankles like technically that's mature but is it mature <laughs> no that's saying it in the, in the right way but yeah yeah but i think i think actually though right now you know if you want comics by god there's a comic for you out there yeah that's great yeah that's like great. there's such great sure. comics for all ages and, mm-hmm. and specifically sure. for kids and then well, oh, i'm saying that what if you really like the idea of two cats who are driving like a robotic dog costume mm-hmm. is there a comic for, for that person uh, that'd be Voltron, right? <laughs> That's terrible plugging. Sparks. We're the worst. Sparks. So working, on, working on issue number two now. So Ed says, <laughs> as you guys were... Book number two. Working on book number two. But working on book number two. You are done working on book number two. Uh, except for some notes that we got this week that uh, we're going back and forth on and oh, okay. getting Nina's feedback on and oh, everything. Really? Yeah. Did that happen last time? Did they, oh, yeah. did they give you notes after the pencils were done? Well, the pencils aren't done. Oh, uh, that's right. This is just the roughs. Just, just roughs are done. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As you guys were discussing... And by the way, yes, you get notes forever. I Well, it's I realize never, that. Never I do notes. remember. Yeah. I do remember Nina having to do some horrible notes. stuff yes. at the end. Yeah. As you guys were discussing trilogies, I was screaming in my car. Sorry to hear that, Ed. Sorry that you're screaming in your car. Hope, hope you're by yourself. Planet of the Apes pentology over and over the original five films set in motion by Rod Serling's append 1968 Planet of the Apes. Man, he says. Mm-hmm. The Dr. Otto... That's, a, that's, that's five films. He's saying it's a trilogy, but it's five Like, eventually. It's three, it's three okay. films, and then it's four films, and right. it's five films. All right. That's, so not, we're not gonna, that's not a trilogy. We're not going to consider it a we trilogy? Can, we can talk about it. Okay. But it's not a trilogy. The Dr. Otto Hasling theory of the time loop alone makes these films fascinating. I'm curious what you guys think about it, about them, if at all. No, I do like uh, I do like uh, an original series of uh, Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, I like Roddy McDowell a lot, so it's mm. always a delight okay. in those films for me. I've uh, seen the creepy nuclear uh, mm. guys with their veiny heads. Yeah. Uh, uh, creeps me out. Don't care for that. <laughs> uh, it's a again, it's a little bit of a bummer. A little bit of a bummer. Uh, but uh, no, I I, I, I like them. I, I used to watch. They they would occasionally repeat. Uh, when I was a kid, like on uh, in the afternoon, it would be the afternoon movies, and then all for the whole week, it would be a different uh, Planet of the Apes movie, and we'd be like, "Oh, yeah, oh, I'm so glad I've got the flu." Uh, he says, "So now we have the new POTA films, and the apes look ultra realistic, but they're three films in and only about fifty years out from the first film. I'm so ready to see apes ruling the earth three thousand years from now, smoking cigars and riding horses in uniform." If you saw the first of the new POTA a few years back, did you see that? I have not watched any of these films. Uh, the first Planet, yeah, actually, the new uh, of the new ones. Yes, the uh, well, and you're not counting the Tim Burton one, I assume. No, no, because if just... you want to see apes smoking, and uh, <laughs> you know uh, what's his name? Who's the guy from Sideways? Tim Roth. Oh, sorry, not Tim Roth. Uh, 
Paul Giamatti. Yeah, if you want to see Paul Giamatti as an a, as an orangutan, I think he's he's that in that. Oh, he plays Doctor. Uh, whatever his name is, Zayas. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, that's it. Right. Uh, but yeah, but the revolution mm-hmm. begins yeah. in the first Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah. Directly across the street from where I used to live. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, on 10th Avenue in Vancouver, and they have a house there, and the yeah. house you will also see in the movie Stakeout. Um, and uh, people eating at a restaurant. Sure. Uh, but yeah, that's where the first uh, ape goes, no, and just fights back. Okay. And that's like directly across the street from my window where I used to live. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I lived in uh, Ape Revolution. Luckily, you moved away before the apes uh, were running yeah. And then rampant. they uh, beat up uh, Draco Malfoy later because he was poking them with an electric prod for no damn reason. What an idiot. Zip, zip, zip. <laughs> zip, zip. But yeah, you're right. It's taken them forever to... to to get it's things not me. Going. This is this is Ed. So you're saying Ed is right. That's right. Yeah. It's like oh, yeah. move on. Let's get let's get on with it. You're right. Uh, if you saw the first of the new POTA a few years back, they even set up the entire plot for the astronauts going into space. The ship that launches in the 1968 original mm-hmm. with Heston on it was called the Icarus. In the first of the new films with James Franco, one scene shows that the Icarus has launched on a TV broadcast True. and is headed for Mars. Later in the movie, a newspaper headline is seen reporting that the Icarus has been lost in a black hole. That is bad. So, so these scenes alone have set up the Icarus to return from that black hole 3,000 years later to a planet run entirely by apes. Okay, well this Instead, is... Instead, we keep getting the apes kind of just moving around Northern California, picking fights with Woody Harrelson. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, but there's a bigger problem. Okay. If that's the case. It means between, between Earth and Mars yeah. is a black hole. <laughs> That's a much bigger fucking problem <laughs> is, than the monkeys are starting yeah. to rebel. Yeah, that seems like We're a... all going to be sucked into a black hole soon. Yeah. That's yeah. no good. Yeah, I don't care the size of the black hole. That's, that's a real fucking problem. <laughs> then he says, another trilogy also came to mind, and a bad one at that. The Cloverfield trilogy. Which is not really a trill i don't know i don't know if that's a true trilogy it's more of a it's more of a uh like a the kind of spaghetti western trilogy like the 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 dollars trilogy i mean t- you could technically go do they all happen in the same universe maybe they do yeah maybe they don't yeah you know it's it's vague well they don't in the third one okay then it's, there you it's, go it's a different universe all right i haven't seen the third one when, when he mentioned that he was screaming in his car i went like oh and then this one came to mind uh smoking the bandit is there a third one? Yes, there oh. is. And oh. uh, they get progressively worse. <laughs> so uh, that follows the rule of trilogies. But the first one, the first one, you know, again, I haven't seen the whole damn thing, but I remember it being fairly charming. Let me say, I, I liked the first Cloverfield film quite a bit. I enjoyed that movie. I, thought I it was got little... nauseous, so it ruined it for me. I, I was too close. And oh, okay. It was just, yeah, oh. that's, that's not a good oh. idea. There were, warnings, oh. there were warning signs, but okay. Oh. Uh, I thought that film was quite good. Yeah. And I... I actually love the second film. I love the Clover, I love Cloverfield Lane or whatever it's called. Okay. I think that John film, Goodman. Hey, they are everyone in that movie is. Okay. It's a really good film. Well, what is the third one again? The Cloverfield Paradox, I believe it's called, with the, okay. on the spaceship with the Irish guy from the crowd. All right, I don't. Uh, oh, okay, fair enough. I have not uh, seen that one at all. It's it's okay. It's 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 kind of more feels more like the thing about the thing that I liked about Ten Cloverfield Lane is that when it re- it's revealed that it's because in that movie, I don't feel like they made a... Besides having Cloverfield in the title, they didn't really talk about why, how it was related. And so you're watching the film, and, and then when the stuff starts happening, you're like, oh, this makes sense, because this is in the Cloverfield universe, so stuff's happening, and that's why they're in this bomb shelter. And then it starts, as more and more the plot is revealed, it makes it more of a question of, is it in the Cloverfield universe or not? And then the end of the film has this really crazy end to it, where the character has learned 
through her experiences has you know has the has the the guts has the you know the inner strength to 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 uh, you know fight her way out of the situation and then the final part of the movie she's in her car and she comes up to this kind of fork in the road literal fork in the road okay where she can drive to safety or she can drive to help in the fight against this what's happening and she chooses to go towards the fight and i really like that i think that's really great the third film yeah i feel kind of fell in the sense that it it's re- it's pretty clumsily made. Like it really telescopes a lot of what's going to happen in the movie. Has characters kind of telling you what's going to happen. Like in you know they're telling you what the plot is before the, the plot starts, and it's kind of like well, you we don't need it. Uh, following up on something we were talking about earlier, uh, Barbershop. Barbershop uh, technically has three movies. Yeah. So there's Barbershop, Barbershop Two, Back in Business, and Beauty Shop, which is the one with uh, Queen Latifah, and it is now also uh, Barbershop the the TV series, or it was um, in uh, 2005. There was a TV series based on it. Huh. Oh wait, nope. Sorry, there is. I I stand corrected. There is a third barbershop movie. So it's just a straight trilogy. Okay. Uh, barbershop: uh, The Next Cut. There you is go. coming out, or it did come out in 2014. So there you go, everybody. I have a question for. All right. So that was a sort of a disorganized scrawl through my through no, my no, that's phone, good disorganized uh, scrawl. Here's my question of the week for uh, our, our our listeners. Then, yep. Uh, as we start to wrap up, uh, because our tummies are grumbling. Um, <laughs> aside from, I'm going to set this as an example. Okay. Aside from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, okay, has there been a television series that was better than the movie it was based on? A TV series that has come uh, that has come off of a yeah you know you you might okay, think Mash, Mash possibly yeah. there you could go with Mash okay. sure Mash for a so few we got seasons. Mash and uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer okay is there another Logan's Run no probably not uh, <laughs> a short amount of time uh, hey speaking of Planet of the Apes there was yeah. two Planet of the Apes TV series what did you think of those I didn't see those you know what I liked them at the time not, except for the cartoon the cartoon's awful. I think that the cartoon um, the cartoon is insanely slow, like so slow it looks like it's a it's a test, like the psychological test to see how mad you can get. I think uh, when the first the first of the new Planet of the Apes came out, there was a, a great review of it done by Lisa Hanawalt, the cartoonist, who's also the designer for BoJack Horseman, does mm-hmm. some character designs, and she said in her review that she thinks that guys there's a lot of guys who just like monkeys. Okay. And that's the appeal of those movies. That's her theory in this review. And I think that's true. But I'm not one of those guys. Like I don't really well, like monkeys that much. And they, so I don't enjoy watching monkeys smoke cigars and ride horses. So I'm not that interested in the movies. I did enjoy Planet of the Apes. Because it has a fun which, which twist one? at the end. The very first one, the very Charles Nesson one. It has a fun twist at the end. I'm not interested in the new ones because there's no twist to those movies. They're just... Movies about. I wonder if that's the why problem. This happened. Is that you with these ones? Is like, well, what's the twist? There's no twist because you know the story. Yeah, this thing you got you got to find yeah, a twist. They're just telling you this epic. All of a saga. sudden, like a, a smart kangaroo knocks a <laughs> knocks an ape off the horse, and now kangaroos are taking over. Like, well, we didn't realize <laughs> we were keeping our eyes on the kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, we were keeping our eyes. Well, why weren't we watching them? They're like giant mice. We all know that. Yeah, and they can fight better. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like Planet of the Ruse. <laughs> It's all, a, it's all a ruse. Yeah. Oh, it's all a ruse. Oh, that's the name of the movie. 
is it's all it's all a ruse. Uh, what I was going to so say, what 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 show were you thinking in terms of what was better than? Oh, what I was going to say was when you were saying that uh, uh, people like uh, apes oh. that used to be a thing in the '60s. Mort Weisinger, yeah, uh, for DC Comics, okay. used to say like you would increase your sales substantially for any comic that had a gorilla on the cover. Yeah. So if you look back at 1960s DC Comics, okay. Uh, Jimmy Olsen is marrying a gorilla like every three uh-huh. months. That's why they know. had Gorilla Grodd or whatever his name is. Yeah. All, that's why there's so many gorilla, uh, Titano. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why there's so many gorilla villains. Uh, no, I can see that. And, gorilla City. And so I think it's, and I think it's a perfectly natural feeling. The same way when I was a kid, I really liked dinosaurs. Like I loved sure. to read about dinosaurs and things. That was, that was really interesting to me. But I have to say, I don't enjoy monkeys. Like, I don't like looking at them. I don't enjoy them as, I mean, I'm fine with them. I don't want them taken off the earth or anything. You seem to want to kill all the monkeys. I just, I'm not, I'm not here advocating, it's a weird you know, stance, monkey but right. side, but I'm just, <laughs> monkey side. Okay. But I'm just sort of, I, I just feel like they're not that interesting. Sure. Like, they're not like movie length interesting to me. So okay. I'm not going to watch any of the Planet of the Apes films, whether they're riding horses or driving Jeeps with, with, uh, you know, mounted, machine guns yeah. on them. I just I don't care. My feeling is when I see uh, Planet of the Apes movie, I see how much work it is to get Andy Serkis to look like that uh, damn mm, thing. Yeah. And like all the CGI and all the this business and yeah. all the that business. And I just go like, you could have made five other movies for this. In the time it took to do this mm. bullshit. Yeah. Which, I mean, bless. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's great. But like when <laughs> when, when you look, it's, I feel the same way about like an Avatar, which is like all this, so much CGI. Just like... Five movies. You can make five other movies, yeah. and one of those is going to be pretty damn good, and they'll be fine. It's just like it's just too much work for for too little payoff. Too little payoff. No, 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 no. This is too too much. No, 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 no. Spend it other way. And this is a guy who likes a Marvel movie, but I think <laughs> Marvel movies, uh, the the thrill isn't in all the CGI. It's you know in, in other aspects. But your favorite scenes in a Marvel movie probably aren't the CGI scenes. No, I don't enjoy CGI at all, and I particularly don't like a scene if it's all CGI. I don't mind if it's CGI is used to kind of pep up yeah. the scene with some special effects and things like that. But if you're, if I'm just watching CGI like animation, yeah, this is an animated movie. Then I really yeah, not like interested. Think, I mean, to, to be fair, like I love a Rocket Raccoon. I think that's a good, that's a really good character. Well, that's and fine. That's all CGI. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that. fine. But like for the most part, but he's part, interacting with li- yeah. live humans. If, if you uh, if you think of a, a Marvel movie and it's uh, your favorite scene in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Is it because of the CGI, or is it probably a couple actors doing something and it's a good little bit? Yeah, yeah. Like your favorite scene in Winter Soldier, you know, like my favorite scene is the fight uh, on on the freeway or whatever when he's the first meets Bucky uh, or the Winter Soldier. Yeah, and that's a great that's a great fight sequence and it's really you know really well shot and stuff. Like there's and it's done like people are fighting. It's not I'm not watching two uh, animated figures fighting each other. Which you're watching in like the Ant Man movies and stuff like that. Almost all of the sequences in like the new one, almost all the sequences in that film are animated characters kicking kicking each other out of cars and things. Yeah, and what's more fun? The more fun is when it's just him goofing around in the house yeah, yeah, and a bunch right. of stuff. Yeah. Or like or like the scene with him and his daughter sliding down the stairs is infinitely more exciting yeah. than a car chase scene. It's like, oh that is interesting. <laughs> you made a cardboard? Oh, he's lying. Oh, no, he went through the fence. Oh, no. Oh, dear. It's much more than like, oh, he might be drowning underwater because he's a giant. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, do a scene with your daughter. I want to see that. Yeah. That's yeah. it more. It's fine. Yeah. I think that's why we liked the Spider-Man film so much is that it's really about interactions between people and not about and not about CGI fights, even though the final part of the movie is a CGI sure. fight. But 
I mean, it's unavoidable. There's there's that certain amount of the audience that like monkeys or also like CGI fights, and those people also have to be served in from the movie. And, and uh, again, it's a full CGI movie, like uh, Into the Spider Verse. But you get a scene. Yeah, between, well, that's an animated film. That's fine. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, but I'm going that. like you get a scene between uh, Gwen and uh, Miles where his hand sticks to her hair. Mm. It's like, oh, this is oh dear. Yeah, and it's like you're yeah. really feeling it. Yeah, you're like, oh no, that's oh he's tugging on it. Oh no, oh what are you gonna do? Oh no, they had to do that. Yeah, oh jeez. Yeah. Oh boy. But that's fine. That's a fully and, animated universe. Yeah. You you go in there accepting the fact that you're watching animation. But I love with that too that there's re- repercussions and she's always got that haircut then yeah. for the rest of the movie. And it's like yeah. Yeah, that's uh, oh, a hair-related thing. So, oh. you know, one of the things I like about action films is the skill that it takes to do action sequences. Like, I've always been, I've always loved stuntmen. I've always liked the idea of stuntmen, and I think that came from watching Hooper and the fact that they get to have a cake with a naked woman that jumps out of it. Once you learn <laughs> that, you're like stuntman. I'm all over this. I wish I could be a stuntman. No, I don't think that's why. I just even you as can a also kid, get I... that in an under siege, though. So I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, that's true. And she dances really awkwardly and really slowly. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. But those films, like Under Siege and stuff like that, they're they're enjoyable movies because they're made by people who have skill, like have these you know fighting skills and stunt skills to look like they are actually falling down, like they're being knifed or they're being thrown off of whatever. Right. You know, that's that to me is exciting. Well, if you go I enjoy with, that, you go for like a Matrix, right? And it's like. You see Keanu and he's fighting uh, with the kung fu. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's kung fu. That's exciting. It's fun. Yeah. Seeing all that stuff. And then you get to the third movie and there's a CGI baby head. Who fucking cares about this? <laughs> well, even Go before to- that, when he's fighting like all this Agent Smiths and he's like using Agent Smiths to knock down other Agent Smiths. Yeah. And you're just like, eh, It's not as exciting as like him fighting Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Or like, you know, just fight, you know, just yeah. get, you got to ground it, brother. Yeah. Or, you know, or like the moment in the movie when it's just like the most gun porn you've ever seen in a film to that point where it's just yeah. like Bullets raining down on the ground and just like this visceral feeling of reality, you know. And it, and when you get to like movies like Ant-Man and the Wasp would be my ex- kind of current example of a movie that is bad at this is, you know, there's no feeling of, of physical, there's no physical element to what they're doing. So there's no feeling of risk for any right. for the characters or anything because it doesn't look real. It just looks fake. So you're just kind of like, meh, they're in a fake car and they're fighting a, in a fake thing and they're just and i'm enjoying when they're talking to each other that's a good line that's, that's a, good, a good line yeah, that's, that's funny. a good reaction yeah i like i like the people uh the other things is like yeah it's fine yeah what made me fall in love with someone like buster keaton is the incredible amount of skill that he brought to what he did you know like he it's uh, you know it is an art form in itself the kind of the stunt work that he did jackie chan would be the same to me yeah. someone who brings an incredible amount of skill and devotion and and risk you know actual physical risk to what he's doing yeah you know and that's give that's what makes it actually exciting yeah is not not the physical risk part of it i you know you always hope when you watch a movie that everything is being yeah i know jackie chan please takes don't more risk please don't than, than yeah normal, but please don't hurt yourself yeah i don't want to see people uh, hurt themselves but yeah, i want to uh, see performers i want to see an actor actually fighting i want to see someone who's like you said like why do the marvel actors bother training for their roles my feeling about that would be they're training for their roles so they actually can do what they're supposed to do as their characters. Oh, sure. That I, that I get. Yeah. That's like learning a dance routine. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. I, I'm just talking about where they do all the work to get the abs. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? You just showed me sure. your abs for 10 seconds. 
I'm betting we could CGI those abs in. <laughs> At the same time, Shouldn't you couldn't you couldn't CGI in the, the 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 amount of work they have to do in order to get the be able to do the physical. There you go, physical. Yes. Be- but I feel so. like they put in a certain amount of ab crunches. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for, necessary. for this one specific shirtless shot that yeah. we've put in every movie. That's just your money shot. There. I read somewhere a quote from Ryan Reynolds where he said, you know, he did a thousand pushups a, or a thousand sit ups a day, and I was like, that seems like too many. Mm. You know. Why? Why are you doing that? But, you know, I go to the gym, so... But the reason I go to the gym is so that I can eat pizza. That's why I go to the gym. I don't go to the gym, you know... I think uh, Ryan Reynolds can eat pizza. Yeah, but he, when he's doing a movie, he can't. He has to go on a diet that lets him not... He has to... Could be all pizza. He has to take off the the water on his body in order so he you see all the abs and stuff like that. Like, you don't just get abs normally. You have to, like, kind of do... So you're special saying it's not abnormal? I'm saying it is abnormal. Oh, it is abnormal. Yeah, okay, to, very good. to see them like that. You have to do some work for them. Did I not react to your joke well enough? No, it's fine. It's all good. I'm trying to think of a topper to it, and I can't. I'm dry. Sorry. Well, keep your chin up. I will. Um, that so, was a joke, because chin ups are... Just chin ups are a thing. Yeah. Uh, there is, a, a, again, uh, our question of the of the week is, uh, what's a TV series that's better yeah. than the movie that uh, it spun off from? Dave's trying to ruin them all now and get them all uh, Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say anything. So, you can now say Barbershop because there's a Barbershop TV series. Uh, please, please, yeah, please write into us. You can write into us this way. This is a great segue that this, I just did. Or you can go with that. You can go with, you can call me. You can, so uh, you can write to us <laughs> at our website, which is sneakydragon.com. You can email us. I always appreciate emails from people. At sneaky d at sneaky dragon dot com. Ian doesn't appreciate them, but sneaky I do. Sneaky d at sneaky dragon dot com. Sneaky d at sneaky dragon dot com. All right. We have a Facebook page. Why not write to us there? Why not make a little comment? We will comment back. Mm-hmm. We're not snobs. We are actually people. I would say that we are. I, we are elites. Obviously, that's who didn't know that. But we will talk to the little people. And by the way, I know that some people don't post there. Yeah. But I know you are lurkers. <laughs> that's right. And that's fine. That's have, fine a, have a good lurk. Yeah. Have a good lurky look. A, that's yeah. absolutely fine. Be lurky, I don't find, be lurky lose. I do not find that creepy at all. That's okay. absolutely fine. Sure. Have at it. Please do have at it. And we also run, are on Twitter at sneaky underscore dragon. And you can talk to us there. Or Tumblr, which we just had our anniversary of. Yeah, we had seven years of we've been hanging around, hanging out on Tumblr, which you know I don't know why we're even there because it competes against our own website. Is this repeating the content? And we had to take down all our porn. Did I? Ah, go check it out. See, wink. There. Oh, was that your wrap-up line? I guess so. Okay, let's do it again. Okay. Uh, We got to take down all our porn. Wait, was I? Really said no. Wink. <laughs> I'm the worst. No, I think I said do. Did I or something yeah. like that? Right, hey, hey, Dave. What's the what's the first name of your favorite game show host? Wink Martindale. No, that's two names. <laughs> Sorry. Oh God. Seven fucking years of this. Seven fucking years. <laughs> Just on the on the cusp of a cold, I think. Okay, not too bad. Just just a bit of a winter cold. <clears throat>
Do you need a lozenge? We have a lozenge. No, I just let you finish your drawing. Okay, go ahead. 